0: From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve and Ted. Right across the northeast, the Red, the tune and the cat. Oh,
1: boys, boys,
0: boys. Good
2: morning.
1: Morning. Morning, morning. It was, it was the morning before
2: Christmas.
0: It was. And cool. it, everything was, was. The tree
2: was stacked. Was Happy The were in plenty. The bar was wrapped <laughs> yeah. in a pop-ups and team's
3: faction. Dave, great to see you've decorated the office black and white.
4: <laughs> Fantastic. What <laughs> <something> happened yesterday, <laughs> like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're just sitting here in the uh in the in the northeast Brecky studio here, looking up at is that Hawaii the lads away? Uh, it's crossed out and cut. Hawaii, Howie, that's correct. Yes, here, Howie, what, up, a that was. <laughs> what a
3: meltdown that was! What a meltdown
1: of monumental proportions.
3: It has an absolute cock up. It, it hasn't finished oh
2: goodness. yet. I'm seeing.
1: Vitriol on social media, even this morning. Oh, this morning,
2: whence, whence decision has hath been reversed, dear chap. <laughs> yeah, Poor Jimmy Coppers, mate. He's he's been in the firing line. Oh, on, uh, James what? Copley, who's a guest today.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I defended you put your head above the parapet. Unfortunately, this is what happens. The slings
2: yeah. and arrows of
1: outrageous yeah. northeast football.
4: Absolutely, I got a lot of abuse from some Geordies after uh, making my feelings <laughs> known on the matter. Right when you know I, so. I tweeted the club directly, saying what is going on here, because you know you all the fans an explanation. Um, it it just defied logic, didn't it? Absolutely defied it logic. There's never in a million years, and I'm sure we'll speak to James about this in more depth. Never in a million years would Newcastle United consider repainting part of their bar just to sell a few more pints of beer. Yeah, no, it's crazy. just an insult to the fans. Like it's it's it's, well, it's 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 not an insult. It's betrayal. They might That's do what it. it is. They
1: might do it if Notts County came to town or Juventus. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it was it was the or <laughs> It's well, the fact that I
3: think I think the fact that really hurt as well was you know we've been called you know money grabbers this that and the other by you know with our takeover yet you know they did that for a, a, a paltry sum of you know sponsors money as well you know yeah. which which was crazy crazy a bit of sponsorship money coming into the club. The soul of their soul that's what they've
1: accused us of. Right? Well, they, did table, they did that long before. They did that long before the redesign of the bar. Come on. They've rolled the red carpet <laughs> out for you. <laughs>
0: like, I'm
1: hearing I'm 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 hearing there's you know there's gonna be a lineup of uh, Sunderland fans either side as look, the Newcastle look, fans no, walk on the not. red carpet, carpet <laughs> into <laughs> the main reception. <laughs>
0: that's and filter the way it, through look. the
1: through <laughs> the stadium
2: tour to their place in the stands. Lads, breaking yeah, news from Australia Jared Gillette. Jared Gillette got referee of the year here in Australia and he's getting his own ale named after him to be in all Sunderland bars. Jared Gillette ale coming soon uh, in the <laughs> yeah, next month. GG. GG ale. <laughs> oh, believe oh, it. Could it get worse? and uh, descent.
3: I want to uh, just say it as well. Uh, Sean, who wears uh, a regular listener to the show, um, he, he asked me just to, to give a shout out. Well, I'm going to dedicate today's show to, to big, yeah, we've shouted. To big To Big Baz, um, who was a Sunderland fan through and through, went home and away, very, very loyal, uh, sadly passed away yesterday, and um, uh, his friends and family were hoping that he was going to hold on uh, to see this Derby match, uh, but unfortunately he didn't. He was one of Sean's greatest friends, he was part of the Red and White family, uh, and as I say, he passed away yesterday, so our thoughts go out to his family and uh, dedicate the show to him the dear lads. Yeah, condolences
0: to Big Baz's family and friends,
3: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But well, plenty to it's, talk it's, yeah. about today. We're going to be looking into the derby in the first <laughs> half hour. We'll be looking at that <laughs> meltdown first, and and why <laughs> and earth the owners thought that was a good idea. Um, other other treats that we've got in store for you today. Well, we're going to attempt to talk about Mo Salah, uh, which uh, is a, a topic that's. <laughs> Ted has attempted on 10 occasions to get under the show Is he a great player? Does he rank amongst the greats uh, after spell in the Premier League? We'll ask that question uh, Liverpool and Real Madrid are wanting Paris Saint-Germain striker Kylian Mbappe We'll look at that one as well uh, Mourinho being heavily linked again with Newcastle It's the mm. story that won't go away if, for whatever reason, Eddie Howe departed, Newcastle United is Maria New the right fit? Would Newcastle, uh, you know, fans like to see somebody uh, of, of, of that kind of uh, stature come into the club? If if there was a change at the top at any particular time, um, the transfer window as well is open, but with the exception of Middlesbrough, uh, very little going on. Um, It would seem especially in the Premier League is financial fair play really affecting the transfer window is it perhaps time to revise financial fair play Before the Premier League Which is looked at as the best league in the world Is decimated and destroyed Because players just can't come here Because clubs can't afford them And don't want to take the risk And we'll also look ahead uh, As we always do to the weekend's games FA Cup week- uh, weekend this weekend A break from the uh, the league uh, Turmoil it has to be said For Newcastle in particular And uh, potentially um, you know Some big big games for, for both clubs uh, and look ahead at the, the wider scheme. but uh, and, and yeah, big big this two,
1: two big points, Steve. Uh, one, uh, because of Ted's exes- excesses yesterday, and the reason why he couldn't be on the show. We all ask and have to answer: Would you rather be a bishop or a general? Uh, so that's an important <laughs> one. And have you seen? Have you seen Rise Glasses? Yes. No.
2: Yes. No. My daughter has made me special glasses for today's show, lads. I have submitted really? in the WhatsApp for approval. Uh, yeah, the WhatsApp group we don't talk about we okay. don't talk about it but well i am uh, wearing, well my, specia- I'm wearing oh, my special i'm wearing my special glasses thank you beautiful thank you beautiful right. she's what's a right.
1: talented young lady what's what's, what's the young lady's name
2: very her good. her name is violet and violet, she's, uh, she's wonderful yeah, she's she's helped me with pipe cleaner glasses for today's show which i'm wearing adorningly awesome work, so I'm, violet. I'm, I'm feeling smart i feel like i could i could spell uh, heart of midlothian oh well done yep yeah.
3: Good pronunciation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we like that. We like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You only practiced for ten
0: minutes before.
4: on. <laughs> oh, nice. Who's got secrets He's on this show? Away the secrets. Nobody. He's giving it
2: away. <laughs> giving it
4: away. Come on. Oh,
1: beautiful.
3: All right. Let's 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 get onto this subject. Yesterday. Let's get it out of the way. And I know uh, we're going to have. James. I thought you'd be reveling on. in it. Around about it, I said, "Nah, I'm not." Listen, mate, honestly, I'm I'm not like that. Um, derby, Derby days are special. It's about the football to me. Um, I don't like the way. I'll I'll give you my views, right? I don't like the way that this derby is being hyped up and portrayed. I got up this morning, as I do, had me breakfast, stuck on ITV. Um, good morning, Britain. It's one of the major news stories today. The the derby <laughs> match. I don't <laughs> like that i don't like it because this is how trouble is instigated and started for me when the media in general starts covering the derby as if it's some kind of regular meet-up of hooligans and that's not true right it's not true it's eight years since we played each other um, it is it is well publicised that any trouble that's caused at derbies is a minority of people. It's not the majority of people who go to a derby. And the way that the news is portraying this game is a, is it is that it's trouble brewing, and you know it's this r- huge rivalry which um, you know leads to leads to trouble off the pitch. And as soon as the media start with that narrative, it gets people you know potentially who are thinking of causing trouble even more wound up as if they have to prove themselves and i hate it when they do this um and there's history of this they did it before the playoff game in the 90s um i remember a certain newspaper covering that particular game um newcastle had gone away we've talked about it on the show where uh, we got a nil nil draw uh, well, there was a controversial penalty which was saved by John Burridge. Um there was a follow through on, on 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 our goalkeeper, um absolute pandemonium at the end. Um, but Newcastle thought they'd got through, and, and, and it's you know it's been mm. well covered by a lot of the players, um, you know the likes of Gattie and Gabbiadini and that's s- sitting in that dressing room, you know got the, 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 the draw nil nil. But Newcastle fans, cele- uh, Newcastle players, sorry, celebrating as if they'd got through. We know what happened. Sunderland came to St James's Park on a cold, wet night and and did us two 0 but in the build-up to that game, there were certain newspapers saying that um, you know, this is the biggest cup game since Newcastle played Nottingham Forest in the quarter-finals in, in quarter of the FA Cup um, and there was a pitch invasion. And they were they were hyping this whole pitch invasion story up um, about how the game got postponed uh, because the result wasn't going our way, and there was a replay and there was a replay, and eventually Newcastle got through. You know, it, it, it again it was there was multiple replays, and Newcastle got through. But that's what I'm what I'm trying to say here is that the the media should be held responsible in a lot of ways for how they're whipping this game up, and to see it on the national news this morning, and having Jamie Driscoll, an MP, on, who I've got to be honest spoke very. well well and and he actually played the whole thing down this morning when he was on uh, but I have somebody like that on TV and um trying to get a trying to get a a vox pop which they could probably use manipulate um you know if he'd come on today and said well i'm really worried about this game etc um you know it would have hyped it up even more um and then you Mm -hmm. add to it again yeah you add to it again what what happened yesterday tensions are high among Sunderland fans because of what what happened in that bar yesterday which we're going to come on to but I think the media need to be more responsible going into this game um, because it, it, it is uncharted territory, 6,000, double the amount of tickets that are going down to the stadium Three of lights. times. Yeah, it's well. It's we usually get three thousand. I've been down there every Derby game, Roker Park and Stadium Alight since eighty-five, and I've been down there with three thousand, three thousand two hundred. I think it's been on 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 most occasions. More, re- more
1: recently, they've been restricting to fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred. I mean, that's all Borough get.
3: Yeah, we've been getting double that, so it, it's all always. But but we haven't played. But we haven't played. We haven't, Up played. Yours, Ted. We haven't <laughs> played there since. We haven't played there for eight years. Um, Dangle it now. Yeah, we haven't played there for eight years, lads. So for me personally, um, there just needs to be a degree of responsibility because this has been this has been hyped up to you know to, to, to ridiculous proportions, and it's yeah. not like that. And just because there's been a few incidents over the years, um, you know, where that you know that ludicrous situation where the guy punched a horse outside the ground, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's. It's it, it you know the Newcastle fans you know going through their own city and you know smashing a few windows and, and bars you know minority again of fans it's crazy man it, isn't. it is isn't there needs crazy. to be there needs to be a degree of responsibility yes there's a rivalry yes there's banter yes there's um, yes there's there's a, a, a vitriolic atmosphere when we're down there because people are you know both sides are singing and and of course the outcome of the match will dictate you know how how people feel at the end of the game but this isn't, this isn't, you know, a, a war, this isn't us going to war on the streets, this, uh, you know, just, just have a bit of, have a bit of common sense, and, you know, I, I just, I am worried about this, I am really worried, I'm going to the game, and, you know, for me personally, I don't like the way that this is being pushed, and and it feels to me as if there's a, a, a another, uh, another, to it, uh, another narrative running alongside this, you know. It's yeah, it's yeah. as if they want to make a few arrests. Um yeah. to make see, we told you. Um I, I just don't like it. Yeah. I really yeah. don't like it. And it's and it's it's it, it's a football match at the end of the day. The six thousand Newcastle fans going down there have got to go to work the next day. The the yeah. you know the 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 30, 30, Thousand Sunderland fans, or whatever it's going to be, you know, we have all, all got families. Um, it's yeah. a game of football, guys. It's not something there'll that needs to be hyped there. up. Yeah, there's, there'll be kids there and families. Yep. this is this is a game of football. So let's let's get real, let's be sensible, and let's go and have a good day. Um, I fully agree with the bars not being open before we go down there. I know we're all adults, I know people are saying it's well, so we live in a police state now, but I think. There's more than ample opportunity when we get to the ground to have a drink. Um, if anybody wants to have a drink before the game. Me personally I don't drink before I go to the match. I'll have a couple of pints or a couple of a couple of drinks, sorry, afterwards, but I don't have a drink before the game. But if you're gonna drink, drink responsibly, behave, and just remember when you're at the Stadium of Light this weekend, you're representing Newcastle United and you're representing the city. So my, my message to fans is please be sensible, behave and enjoy the day. What's, as as what's been
1: reported, Steve? Is, is there been more, has there been more? there because I think I think at times the media can be a, can be used as a, a nice, easy, convenient scapegoat. I think the finger can be pointed at them too too quickly. But I haven't seen what's been reported. Have they reported more than just this absolute farce of redecorating a bar?
3: it's not even about that this morning really um, yeah. we're sitting here this morning where Oscar Pistorius who, who's a murderer has been released from prison uh, where there is flooding in, not- in Nottingham worst flooding we've ever seen where Jeffrey Epstein's um, list has been released with some fairly notorious faces on there um, no, and We've got Palestine and, and 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 Hamas, you know, still ongoing. We've still got a war in Ukraine. Uh, we've got the death of a famous actress, um, you know, from Mary Pymus, Glennis Johns, who who passed away. I could go on. Um, there are uh, you know there are people running rampage in, in 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 a school in Iowa with a gun shooting people. We've had a shooting in Liverpool. There's some horrendous news stories out there. Why? On Earth is a major network choosing to have Newcastle United versus Sunderland um, in an FA Cup clash as one of their main news stories about you know something which which we, it's a non-news story. That's what's it, what's it the angle on going on? Is the
1: angle of going on potential trouble? Is that is that the yes. angle? Hooligan. Yes. Yeah. That's the ed- yes. Hooliganism. That's Hooliganism. the editorial. Yeah. Okay. Hool- that's the editorial.
3: Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. I mean you know for for me that's wrong because. There's millions of people sit and watch that at home, and that's the kind of it's a subliminal message going into in, in you know into people's homes this morning, yeah. which is which for me is wrong. That's not the that's not the tone of this derby, um you know, and, and the fact that it's almost eight years since Newcastle United played, um you know, Sunderland in any form, um you know, to have the headline police warning over football clash, is is crazy. It really is, and it's yeah. so even you know, the wording of it. Yeah, I mean yeah, that, exactly, that 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 yeah. is that is how that's how they've gone in. That's how they went into the news story this morning. Uh, and then, as I said, to have Jamie Driscoll down there, and to, you know, to essentially you know get him probably to say something he would probably you know regret. And um, but thankfully, he spoke very well this morning. Um, you know, played the whole thing down um, because. Like he said, and he, he said what I've said this morning. It's a minority who 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 will do that, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been to some games at Sunderland, um, where where I've told you we've gone down on the train before, uh, when when the when the stadium of light was built and the, the metro station was there, They the originally allowed us to get off at the stadium of light metro station, um, and I've got off there, and that was that was like a. Um, it was like a, a wormhole it was like a, a you know a, a tunnel more or less that you're going through But the police were on either side and i've got to be honest if you got pushed towards the police the police were quite intimidating in those in those particular occasions as an away supporter i've had worse i've been to sheffield i think we can probably all yeah. anyone who's ever been to sheffield can tell you that those police um, are an absolute yeah. nightmare they treat you like they, cattle they, they do yes um but yeah when you're an away fan you expect to be treated like cattle but it's it it, it. <laughs> A good old fashioned northeast phrase. It's micey when you go to these kind of games, micey. and that's, and then the, did, even the category there. Did you hear it? Um, but it's, <laughs>
1: did. it's good old Stelly. i just it's
3: heard mice. <laughs> it's micey. It's, 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 it's micey, and um, you, you've just got to be on your guard. You know, you've just got to be. You've got to be careful. And um, but the bus going in. You know, I, I've looked at the route. I see where we're going. There's going to be certain roads closed off. Um, so you know, from our perspective, you know, the, I'm sure the police will do everything to, to get us there and back in. in in a safe convoy but um but yeah, there's just too much hype around the the wrong side of this, and um, there should be more hype on the football. We should be talking about we should be talking about the clashes between, you know, you know the the likes of Jack Clark and you know Bruno Gomes and you know it, it, the weak spots of of, of each of those teams. Like we like we did on, on the show that'll be going live tonight on uh, on on here the um, the the chat that we did on on our show Anywhere FC matters, and it'll be a good opportunity, for, you know, for people to talk about football. That's what you want. It's not about the fans and it's not about hooliganism. We're not, you know, that's not what it's about. Rant over, lads, but I think it had to be said, you know. <laughs> well, we'll, no, get
1: we'll, get to, um, uh, uh, we'll get on to the bar shortly. We'll get on to, we're not talking a law programme here. We'll get on to the bar story very shortly. But have yeah. we got to catch up with some news headlines? Let's do it. Plead the fifth.
0: Macams and Proud. Black Cats News.
4: Good morning, Sunderland fans. Yes, as you've heard, yesterday consisted of an outrage among Sunderland fans, a huge social media backlash, followed by an apology and backtracking over some extremely questionable actions from the Sunderland board. The decision to allow Newcastle fan branding in the Black Cats bar was greeted with an angry response from fans demanding actions to be uh, taken to remove the banners and posters. Some fans even called for the owners to issue a statement uh, and certainly factions called for the sacking of the key decision makers behind that. The club did release a statement apologising and notifying fans that the branding had been removed but there remains a lot of ill will ahead of the derby with some fans thinking that the irreparable damage has now been done between owners and fans. And speaking of that, Derby Sunderland will be sweating on the fitness of Patrick Roberts ahead of the FA Cup third round match on Saturday but he's expected uh, to miss out after picking up an injury in the first half of the clash with Rotherham just before the turn of the year. With Bradley, Dak and Dennis Serkin also long-term absentees, Michael Beale still should have a sizeable squad to choose from, including Jay Mattetti returning after an injury sustained in pre-season. And finally, Birmingham City are in talks to appoint former Sunderland and Blackburn Rovers manager Tony Mowbray after the sacking of Wayne Rooney this week. HITC Football understands that after Rooney bit the bullet, after following a dismal run of nine defeats in 15 games, the Championship strugglers could turn to arguably the safest pair of hands in that division. Tony Mowbray, unlike Rooney, is, a pro- is as proven as they come at second tier level, and Brum have now opened discussions about a deal that would see the man sacked by Sunderland a month ago, making a radiant return to a Championship dugout. And they are your Sunderland headlines. Smoggies
0: and proud. Borough News.
2: Good morning, Borough fans. Feels like we're just sitting here being the good kid in the class, doesn't it? Uh, well, no Derby, but we got Villa tomorrow. But we have to talk about some sad news. Unfortunately, former Borough Chief Executive Keith Lamb has passed away following a long battle with the illness. Middlesbrough FC confirmed the sad news as they paid tribute to the instrumental figure who was behind the scenes of our club for almost a quarter of the century. Keith passed away on Thursday morning at the age of 77. Keith was a former league footballer, a chartered accountant, and Keith was also one of the first executive appointments made by Steve Gibson and the consortium, which was assembled to save the club from extinction back in 1986. Uh, We pay respect to Keith. Uh, I have fond memories of him as well. Uh, And we, yeah rest in peace, Keith. It's a sad one, that one. According to reports as well, Borough are keeping tabs on all types of strikers as well, as they have looked to have signed Finn Azaz, who should be confirmed later today. The midfielder should be backed up by a striker very soon. The talk is that heart of Midlothian centre forward Lawrence Shankland, I know that last name, doesn't go for for a striker, uh, should be uh, considered by the Borough. The Scotland international has been in fine goal scoring form up north and he's leading the goal scoring in the Scottish Premiership this season with thirty. Team goals. Michael Carrick has also confirmed that uh, Hayden Hackney, Matt Crooks and Latte lateral back in training uh, but maybe the game on the weekend might come a little bit too soon for them to respond. Uh, he hopes to have a full fit squad to pick from over the next few weeks though. And He's also confirmed that Josh Coburn will be staying at the Borough as reports were alluding to him maybe being loaned out to get future team football with the signing of a striker in Borough's links. But Michael Carrick has said Josh Coburn won't be going anywhere. We've loved Josh. We think he is progressing very Well, he's got an exciting future and that will be in Middlesbrough Colours. Those are your Middlesbrough Headlines. Good morning. Magpies and Proud. Mags News.
3: Good morning, Newcastle fans. Well, Newcastle have
0: launched a review into their safety operations
3: after the home Champions League tie against Borussia Dortmund was the subject of a major security alert. Uh, this comes after uh, Northumbria Police released a statement and said that uh, during the policing operation with the Champions League match between Newcastle and Dortmund on Wednesday 25th of October, five males were arrested inside St James's Park on suspicion of burglary. Uh, other news, well uh, plenty to, uh, to cover today, tickets for the Newcastle United-Aston Villa match went on sale to the season ticket holders with 100 points. Uh, the requirement at two o'clock on Wednesday that's now dropped to 70 points Uh, so if you want your tickets make sure you get in quick allocation sizes to be confirmed but as usual uh, we have the lower areas of the Doug Ellis stand both digital and paper tickets will be issued prices uh, uh, as usual 30 pounds for adults uh, and as low as 19 pounds for under 14s and ahead of the participation in the Africa Cup of Nations later this month Gambia's initial 43-man selection includes Newcastle's Yankouba Minte. Minte marked his senior international debut back in September by scoring in a 2-2 draw against Congo, which confirmed Gambia's AFCON qualification. And Newcastle travelled to Wearside in the third round of the FA Cup this coming Saturday, uh, kick-off 12.45. Newcastle received 6,000 places in the upper and lower tiers of the North Stand. Their largest ever following at the Stadium of Light. Callum Wilson and Kieran Trippier are expected to be absent, and there's no hint of returns for Elliot Anderson, Harvey Barnes, Jacob Murphy, or Joe Willock as yet. That's your Newcastle headlines
1: on Friday morning. Yeah, that worked well, didn't it?
4: What on (laughs) earth was that?
1: (laughs) It was supposed to be a nice little jingle saying. Uh, across so that the was North one of those
4: subliminal satanic messages <laughs> that you were trying to get.
1: Through. <laughs>
3: well, you're sacrificing some kind of animal. We, we did some. Uh, we,
1: we did some cleaning, boys. We did some cleaning of the system, and I'm, I'm spiritual? just spiritual? Well, uh, I tell you what, something's. You got your trouser leg ruled up. Something's going off. Well, d- I, I did that a few years ago, mate. Uh, something's going off in a big way because the only jingle that's going to play at the moment, now I think somebody's tampered, is this one.
0: Wake up with the three legends, Steve, yes. Steve and Steve. That's the only one that ah, plays. No yeah. right ah, I love it.
1: Back. I think we've been ah, infiltrated. Yes. We've been infiltrated during the night. No.
0: That lads genuinely, really genuinely, good. none of
1: none of our jingles for the so show work stuff. apart from that one. Spooky oh, wow. or what?
2: <laughs> good stuff. we to talk oh,
1: Control, alt, the delete console. immediately. There you go
2: yes but i gotta just quickly bring up did you guys see last night's game crystal palace everton VAR baby yes VAR. i was still fuming <laughs> <laughs> it's all ginger nuts are still a fan but oh, only just oh my goodness <laughs> i i, wow.
3: I just it genuinely had no interest in me at all that
2: game calvert so lewin mate he's been red card he's shown a straight red card in the 79th minute uh for an on-field uh after on-field referee chris kavanagh uh had been advised to review the incident on pitch-side monitor. After an intervention from the video assistant referee, so uh, he he thought it was nothing. Uh, he let the play on, uh, but the VAR got in his ear and said, "No, mate, you got to review that." Uh, and then it looked like it, it was it, look. The footage was a little bit damning. Everything is when it's slowed down, but it did look like he had slid in studs up to win the ball against Nathaniel Klein, uh, and he just clipped. He just. I'm talking minuscule here, lads. He just clipped the defender's shin. Uh, and it was minimal, minimal contact. But the VAR guy said it was mm. disgusting. Gets in his ear, tells him to go to VAR, neck minute, Calvert-Lewin red. And Sean Dyche, lads, oh, you should have heard Sean Dyche. <laughs> i
3: tell you what's disgusting. It shouldn't be used in the FA Cup. <laughs> right. It shouldn't be used yep. in the FA Cup because it's not getting used tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. daily my light. Yep. shouldn't be yep. VAR in the FA Cup. If you can't put yep. it on in all games, it shouldn't be in the FA Cup. So we shouldn't even be right? talking about yep. it this
1: morning. Mm. Yeah, wild, 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 wild. Well, it's interesting oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it sparked a debate between Woi, uh and Daishi, didn't it? Because Why oh, was didn't saying, uh, I think Sean, Sean's looking at this from how how we uh, the laws used to be interpreted when we played. Um, so so he's he's, <laughs> he's basically pointing the finger at him saying, Daishi, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, things have moved on since you uh, pulled on the boots for Chesterfield, mate. Oh, yeah, uh,
2: I too. love it. I love how Daishi goes... It is testing my patience. He wasn't, it wasn't, it, and it was like, it's testing my patience. He was, <laughs> he was not happy. Uh, <laughs> it's not a fun impression, said, know you know. everything. He yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I, I, was a, I was a fan, I'm still a fan, but only just. You <laughs> <laughs> want to slow it down and everything looks worse when it's slowed down. It's disgusting. That was Has Sean last night. It actually got he Aussie, Aussie no. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie that was hurting my throat to continue Steve please take over <laughs> he is right though
3: he is I mean but he is right getting yep. you know, getting away from my particular gripe that this shouldn't be in the FA Cup if you can't put it on in all games Um, I, he is right it, 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 it is just getting worse and I mean the camera angles you know Newcastle deservedly got beat against Liverpool and I, I haven't even entertained the whole penalty story that, that a lot of Newcastle fans seem to be persistent with Um, you know leave that to Arsenal fans to, to to complain about things like that. Well, you know, if you get beat, you get beat and you, you deserve to get beat, you deserve to get beat. Stop going on about VAR. But the, the actual what what surprised me at Liverpool was how bad the images were. How how blurry the images were on, on, on the TV. I mean it was like, wow, we're living in we're living in 2024 here. Um that, 4, it, looked, it looked like something off William Hartnell's Doctor Who the graphics that they were using—it was like it was—it was that poor. It was like it was nineteen sixties like, like BBC. You
0: explain you?
4: that to some of the younger listeners, Steve. Do I you, you have any younger listeners? <laughs> no,
1: probably you not. You probably can explain not, it to no. me, and I'm not that young.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> poor graphics, mate. Poor, poor. Yeah. Listen, yeah. You deal. You deal in this kind of thing globally, uh, Dave. You you do this for a living. You put images on the screen, mate. You'd be disappointed. You you had this. Yeah, you, you you've got to admit that we're living in this tech age where we are supposed to be sorting out all these problems, and the images that they had of the you know those two penalty decisions against newcastle well they were just ridiculous i mean can we not zoom in and still see what's going on the whole point is that it makes it accurate it was making it worse as, as you were zooming in it was like a troop it was like do you remember when you used to get an overexposed true print photograph <laughs> <laughs> i've, had, like me- I've had many stuff? of them
1: in my time
3: that orange glare that used to be on it and you used to go, oh, <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, 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 You know, because yeah. you caught the sunlight yeah. in the wrong place, you know. I mean, you, you probably go back to pinhole cameras, you, Dave, but the, 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 I'm Ow. talking about a good old-fashioned
4: Polaroid, I, you know. t- I honestly thought you said people cameras there. <laughs> <laughs> Dave in you'll Amsterdam be, behind a curtain is not something I want to think of ever again. You'll be hearing
1: from my legal team very shortly. <laughs>
4: Classic. I do Is not he? know.
1: I do not know Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jeez, I've had, I've had no sexual
2: no, relationships no, with that no. woman. No. 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 Uh, <laughs> I did not <laughs> have sexual. Re- I love that line. Oh my god! Brilliant.
3: Well, it, it, it's. I mean, seeing as we've never done it once this week, are we going to have what, some do more what? headlines?
1: Do what? Oh, I, do we- <laughs> <him yesterday. laughs> I was wondering where the hell you were going with that.
4: That's what well, we've she got said.
1: we've got that lad that uh, Brian
3: keeps mentioning. Jimmy Coppers is it? He's coming on in that yeah. last seven years. We oh, better have some sport
1: headlines. Yeah. Let's have some sport, and we'll have Jimmy Coppers. Uh, Jimmy Coppers. I don't know how he's going to react to that. But James, let's... I've got no part in this. <laughs> uh, James Copley, the uh the, the Sun- coming, really? writer and big fan, big Sutherland fan from uh, the Sutherland Echo, will be with us after this.
0: Together across the Northeast. I get the feeling,
1: fellas, he's going big time Charlie on us. Mr. Littler. Who? So, not oh, no, no not James he Copley. Here? Not James Copley. Oh, I was talking, say. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Mr. Littler. Luke oh, Littler, that's you know. So good, before the final, he was saying I can beat anybody, and now he's gone <laughs> thirty thirty minutes, forty-five minutes practice. It's boring in yeah. front of the board. Oh, he's gone big time Charlie
2: already. How's it? I'll just have a kebab and a pint and I'll throw a couple and that'll be my day, lads. So That's trading, isn't it? Uh, I sounds like me at work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds, sounds like I'll all I'll throw of us a couple it. of
4: emails out, go and have a kebab. <laughs> Sorry, Louise, if you're listening. <laughs> That's the boss. That's the boss. Yep. Good. Um, yes. Talking
1: yes. of Mr. Copley uh, of the Sunday Echo Extraordinary. been a quiet uh, 24 hours for you, James, eh?
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, you could say that. That's, yep. <laughs> nice, 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 nice to speak to you all again on this um, this fine Friday, Friday afternoon. <laughs> oh, Friday. Loving it, James. Loving it as a Borough fan did.
2: and an Australian mate. I just sit back and just let just was flicking through your t- your Twitter or your ex yesterday, mate. And oh my goodness, were you in the firing line, <laughs> mate? I felt like uh, I felt like jumping in and defending you, and then. Getting on your back, and oh my God, it was, uh, you were, your fingers or keyboard must have been, uh, had a bit of smoke coming out of it. (laughs) <laughs> yes indeed And I, I was actually off work yesterday Believe it or not No
5: <laughs> No you weren't
3: I even followed you James To see what was going on Because um, I was away <laughs> I was away on a family day out yesterday And I, I, when the news broke And I just couldn't believe what I was seeing I genuinely couldn't As a Newcastle fan um, Obviously you know you, it, There's going to be a, a, a wry smile on your face But it was absolutely bonkers What on earth were the club thinking of James?
5: God knows I'll tell you there wasn't a rise smile on my face. Um know? <laughs> 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 <Ditto. laughs> yeah. So that, I mean this all this all stems back to um, Newcastle United's allocation, which I've spoken about before. Uh, and it's it's very interesting because um the situation with the Black Cats Bar a couple of weeks ago was sort of rumoured on social media that this would happen. Um there was there was you know, people putting tweets out and people taking photos of of sort of documents suggesting this could happen. I couldn't actually get any of that verified at the time. So I think myself, like a lot of people, just assumed that this had just been made up and couldn't possibly happen at all. Um, And it was just a stupid daft Twitter rumor and that we would never hear anything of it ever again. Um, And then sure enough, you know, yesterday afternoon, uh, photos start uh, to circulate on social media of the Black Cats Bar covered in uh, Newcastle United signs. Um and obviously that's stuff stuff like that's gonna catch fire. So we actually managed to get that verified and confirmed. Um, there were people in the stadium uh, setting up the, the home end display for for the Derby who who managed to confirm that mm-hmm. to me. So that complete you know that resulted in an absolute storm um to put it lightly uh with people's voice and their opinions um, people wanting questions asked of the club, which is absolutely, you know, absolutely deserved. Uh, Sunderland then released a statement, Kirill Louis-Dreyfus then released a statement, both um, people apologised, but I think the problem is now is that people want uh, somebody to blame, and I think trust between Sunderland fans and Kirill Louis-Dreyfus is, is, you know, it's, it's eroded a little bit, because... I mean, let's face it, one thing you don't expect to see is a, a Newcastle United bar in the Stadium of Light. So it's no. it was it's completely mad. That's the biggest sort of fan backlash that I can remember during my time covering Sunderland, really.
1: Mate, I love, um, your, I, I love your description of it, a storm. It was like a Cat
5: 5 hurricane. I was sitting there, <laughs> no, I couldn't even what? keep up with the messages. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's crazy, and, uh, and to be honest... That sort of supersedes anything that I've seen under Stuart Donald and Charlie from Meth- the previous owners, yeah. which is saying something. Because even they, they wouldn't have been that stupid, wow. James.
4: Surely well, exactly. God, they wouldn't have even been that stupid exactly. to do that.
5: And they they managed uh, a fair few PR disasters and high profile mistakes, and this is worse yeah. than anything they did, which is which is quite an wow. achievement really. <laughs> do you think the Do you think the relationship
4: can be repaired between uh, Kirill Louis Dreyfus and the fans now, James? Because for me, that's you know, even though the statement came out, there was a a, a a very genuine statement, a very heartfelt apology. But a lot of fans just go, "Sorry, even the idea of doing it is bad enough. That's betrayal enough." Uh, I, for me, I don't think that that relationship is is anywhere near getting repaired anytime soon, if at all.
5: I think it's a really, really interesting question. Obviously, when it comes to football, we're all quite. Revisionist and short-termist. So, if Sunderland beat mm-hmm. Newcastle and then get promoted from the Premier League, I think people will probably forget. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's one of those things that would come back should things sort of go wrong. I think this sort of mistrust that's building between Sunderland fans and and Kieran actually dates back to when he bought the club. So, when he bought the club, he was sort of heralded as the as the coming saviour with Stuart Donald and Charlie Metford booted. And um, the problem was that. Stuart Donald and Charlie Methven still retained shares, and the uh, the initial sharehold breakdown in terms of percentage wasn't actually disclosed. Sunderland fans were led to believe that Kirill louis Dreyfus had a controlling stake, and he did have a controlling stake in a sense that it was him that was making the decisions, but he yeah. didn't have a majority he didn't have a majority stake, and that wasn't outlined at the time. That all came out in the wash maybe um you know a year later um yes. Eventually, he did rectify that, and he did buy the shares. He got rid of Methven, and and Donald's no longer involved with the club, and it is just him and Juan Satori now. But there is mistrust that dates back to that. Um, I think everybody would concede that on the field, Sunderland have done quite well without spending a a great deal of money, and that's a a decent way of doing things. But when it comes to the commercial side, the tickets... um, all of that sort of stuff, you know, the ticket office trying to buy a, a shirt from the club shop, all of that stuff. It is pretty poor, to be honest. In places, it's very yeah. hard to to get in contact with us. And the, the ticket, ticket
4: misprint as well, James. Don't don't forget that the yes, ticket misprint that, that yeah, happened I yesterday. I, I mean, that was just but, an like, absolute still farce.
5: Still in League One, apparently, according to the um, the ticket <laughs> so yeah. If if that's if that's genuine, they'll get fined from from that uh, for that by the FA. Um, Sunderland actually issued an apology on behalf of Ticketmaster like a couple of weeks ago because when the derby game went to phase three or something like that, the phase yeah. didn't go live until two hours after it was supposed to and, and t- you know, people who were entitled to a ticket actually couldn't get one and it's just it, stuff like this seems to happen all of the time um, and it is very, very poor and it is, it is leading to a breakdown. And, you know, these things yeah. are these things are things that really matter to fans, do you know what I mean? Like tickets, you know, shirts, it's, it's how you spend your money. So I can completely understand it, but yeah, it was uh, an angry day on Twitter. <laughs> A very angry day. No,
4: just, I mean, I, we, we've not always seen eye to eye. You know, I've, I've, I've been vocally disagreed with you and, and loudly disagreed with you sometimes online as well, James, but it was one of those yesterday when I saw your post and literally on the Sunderland Fans and Banter page, all the admin were talking in our group and going, Right, James Copley's just posted this, let, let's get behind him. And literally, to a man, we all went, yeah, he's absolutely right to ask these questions. Because, I mean, to the to the regular fan, maybe they don't understand the difference. Obviously, you know, you're a journalist for the Sunderland Echo, but essentially, you're the Sunderland DFC journalist, you're a sports journalist. And despite we, we the fact that we disagree with each other from time to time, you're a very good sports journalist as well. <laughs> However, Thank you. lots of people ask... Oh, no worries, man. No, um, there's a lot of people asking about the, the commercial director, Steve Davison, and, and, and his involvement with some of these decisions. There's other people um, alluding to the fact that it's actually the brewery that put those signs up and that it was done without people's uh, without people's due notice. But surely would the commercial team have to... It's got to have been. It's got to have been. And somebody from the commercial side, and this is, this is kind of the bit I'm getting to, I know this is a little bit out of your remit, James, but... Surely somebody has, has got to go on the block from the commercial team over this.
5: Well, I, I completely agree with what you say in terms of this must have been signed off somewhere. And I, personally, I think this goes right to the top. I don't understand how this happens without somebody knowing or somebody signing off on it. If Kirill Louis-Dreyfus is, is genuine in what he's saying and that he wasn't aware of it... Um, then that's just as bad as, as being aware of it and, and approving it. In my opinion, you need to know this is happening at your club on Derby Day. You need to have a control over this. You know, um, I don't get how a, a third party contractor comes into the stadium and this is allowed to happen. If that's what yes. is, if that's what has happened, I don't, I don't understand that. Who's let him in? Why wasn't it sort of? Passed up the food chain, why hasn't somebody in the stadium gone, hang on lads, what's going on here? I think I need to, you know, pass this up. I'm reluctant to, to blame Steve Davison because I, I don't know whether, you know, the Black Cat bar and its redecoration is in his remit. I think we have to be very careful in terms of who we pin, you know, the blame yeah. on. I think, you know, you can argue all day about Steve Davison and the commercial end of the club. You know, the, the points of which I've I've just outlined there, but I, I genuinely don't know if this one's his fault. So, yes, criticise him and criticise him fairly, but I think we should just be careful, just in case that he sat at home thinking, well, that's not my responsibility, because it may well not be, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think, for, for, for me, I think policy is dictated to, from the top, at the top of mm-hmm. a football club, which is by the owner. When Tony Mowbray was sacked, we were told about a high-performance culture this isn't a high performance culture. This no. suggests to me that there isn't a high performance culture at the club. What that means, I don't know. But I think you have to put your money where your mouth is. I have to, I think you have to, you know, enact your words. And for me, this is on Kira Louis-Dreyfus. whether he knew or not. I, I, I don't know. But I think even if he even if he didn't know, it's it's a poor reflection of him and his staff.
3: James but I want to come on to the been. thing that I, I spoke about at the top of the programme which was the, the coverage this morning on the national news um, I've I mentioned it um, I, I, I don't understand why responsible news channels go down this particular line and and I've listed it So I'm not going to list it again, there's a whole host of news stories which are far more important that I want to sit watching in my house on a morning, find out what's going on in particular areas around the world in the, in the UK I don't think hyping up this derby as a potential flashpoint for trouble is a national news story, um, especially the history of the game. Um, yeah, we've had we've had spats and altercations, which which happen at most football grounds. You know, each week it has to be said. A minority will always have have trouble, James. I said this morning, you know, and I've 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 said to Newcastle fans, yes, the six thousand of us going, it's un, uncharted territory for that amount of fans to be going down to, to, to you know the stadium of Light but you know. The high percentage of people go with the aim of enjoying themselves, watching the match, singing the hearts out for the lads and, you know, hopefully celebrating a victory. That's what we want to do. And I've urged Newcastle fans to, to behave, to enjoy the day and just, you know, if you're going to have a drink before you go, drink responsibly. If you're going to have a couple of, you know, a couple of those spare Christmas cans you got in the house, drink responsibly. But I think the there is a tendency by some media, not all, but some, to to hype this up, hype the potential flashpoint or the trouble up before the game. And I don't think that helps, James.
5: Um, I, I do understand what you're saying, but I, I don't think that the coverage of it, certainly the, the stuff I've seen anyway, is, is sort of making it any more of a, a flashpoint than it already is, to be honest. I think it's a, it's a story that's been covered by national news because... It's national news worthy. I, I do understand what you're saying about wanting to hear, you know, the tales from different parts of the world. And, you know, there's a lot more newsworthy things in the world than Sudan Newcastle. But the fact remains is that, you know, these news channels service their listeners and they service their readers. And sport is such a big part of, of the national psyche in the United Kingdom that a lot of people will be interested in this and a lot of people will find it unbelievable. I think there's space and room for different types of, of stories on, on the on the morning news. And I think that's just the game we're in. I don't really see this as as sort of, you know, hyping it up and making it worse for everybody. I think Sunderland and Newcastle have have done that and the police have done that with their handling of this fixture in terms of the allocation and and all of that and and then what's happened Mm -hmm. with the Black Cats. But I think they're the ones that are responsible really for for the escalation, if any, occurs. I mean, as you say, Steve, I hope nothing does happen and I would encourage everybody just to Go about the normal day. Everybody wants to have fun at this fixture. I think that's the that's the key thing: is that we want a good derby day. We want a good derby day experience. Um, but from a Sunderland point of view, I'm not sure that can happen with you know such a large portion of your of your home end gone, and the fact that you know that Newcastle fans are in your premium bar um, for home fans, and, and just on that as well, the Black Cats bar is the premium bar for home fans, and there's people who are cancelling their season tickets to that now. So I think Sunderland so have shot themselves in the foot to a degree, uh, because you want to keep those those people happy over the course of a season. If, if they're the, if they're your highest paying customers, uh, because they want a slightly different experience to to the normal fan, uh, which is great that that's offered. Um, and they're cancelling because of this. I think it's I think it's a real shame to be honest. Mm. Okay. I mean, getting under the football,
3: which is what we should be talking about. We shouldn't be talking hey, about this. There's but a match, is, there? Talk, is there again? We shouldn't be talking about the politics. We shouldn't be talking We're about... He took that. us I mean, 49 the minutes of the show. <laughs> well, it has, yeah. <laughs> well, blame, blame Sunderland's owners for that. Um, and the news. And the, we, we and the national news channels. Um, but yeah, look, this... This is this is a huge game because you know we haven't it had a derby is. for eight years. Um, you know the, the last time we, we, we had a derby it was a one one draw at St James's Park and just looking at the team this the, and, the, and the squad this, this Lascelles played that game. Um, you know he, he may feature uh, tomorrow. He may not. But um, the rest of Newcastle's team has, has, has moved on. Um, but this is you know, this is a big big occasion for both teams, and 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 really, I think, you know, f- from my perspective, Newcastle go in on the crest of a slump, and you know they need they need a, a reaction, and they need a reaction quick because next week's game against Manchester City, um, you know, is 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 not one you would expect to win in current form. So Newcastle could give themselves a big boost by going to the stadium of light like, and winning the big derby. Sunderland, I watched the game against Preston, um, you know. Starting to hit form um, exactly where I said they would be at the start of the season, which is in the playoff positions. Um, It's I think it's a finely balanced game, but form does go out the window. I'm hanging my hat on that, James. Form goes out the window in the sense that you know Newcastle's form has been atrocious, uh, but a derby game they've got a point to prove. So I think, but I think it's finely balanced. I really do. What kind of game are you expecting, James?
5: No, I agree with you, and I think you can slice it a couple of ways as well because. As you mentioned, Newcastle have been in poor form and they have a point to prove. But you can also slice it another way and say that when this draw was made, and has I guess, is saying Newcastle fans were were pretty excited about it because it offers them a chance to get one over on Sullen for the first time in a long time. But at the time when the draw was yeah. made, um, Newcastle were in the Champions League, they were in the Carabao Cup, they were doing well in the league. Now I think they haven't won in eighth, they're out the Carabao Cup, out the Champions League. And the added importance on this game is is pretty pretty big now for Newcastle and I'm not saying it's not big for Sunderland. by the way it's huge but I think there's perhaps a little bit less expectation on Sunderland. the other thing though is yeah. is if Sunderland lose this narrowly I don't think Sunderland fans are going to be you know too shocked upset or disappointed but I think the big fear from a Southern point of view and from my point of view is that you get a, a Halloween 5-1 or something where you're 3-0 down or 4-0 down at half-time or even 20 minutes because that's a possibility for Sunderland if they don't turn up and if they don't make this game tough for Newcastle because Newcastle, despite their injuries they've got quality players and whatever side they put out really should be dispensing of Sunderland the other thing is that it's the FA Cup third round it's a derby in front of a big crowd the pressure so is that going to be a leveller? I don't know Sunderland do have quality in the squad Um, it's interesting you mentioned that game against Preston, because Sunderland sort of raced into a two-goal lead in the first half, and then they just did nothing in the second, they just game management controlled it um, and let it play out, so it it is a very interesting fixture and I, I do think form does go out the window, as you say, um, I can see sort of the pros and cons for both teams in it I, I do think Newcastle should win this game um, I think all logic would suggest that they're going to win this game, despite the form despite the injuries, but because of the circumstances, you just never know, dear. And it's—I think that's the—that's the exciting thing. Um, my hope is that maybe Sunderland can can stay in it for a long period of time and and make it a little bit of a spectacle, and then sort of just go from there. I think you know the longer it went like on the goal, game. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, exactly. The longer it went on goalless, perhaps the more frustrated Newcastle will get. But I think. What's you know clear is that it's going to be a, a Herculean effort by by Sunderland to to stay in the game and and, and if they do achieve anything in the game, then it will be a magnificent achievement because you know Newcastle get a lot of stick for the money spent and they have spent a lot of money. I think they've they've spent in the last couple of windows the same amount that Sunderland have spent in the last sort of seven eight years, but they've spent wisely. I think Eddie Howe's a, a very 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 good and underrated manager. I know he's coming in for a bit of stick from from some elements of the fan base but he did very well last season potentially overachieved now the league's a bit stronger um, and Newcastle have regressed slightly but I still think he deserves a lot of time because he's a talented coach um, and yes, let, let's make no mistake Sunderland are right up against it but if they can keep it tight you just never know who, Who's Who
4: for you is I mean obviously you, know, you get to speak to the players on quite a regular basis James Who's the characters in the Sunderland dressing room who, who are going to, you know, really lead by example and get everybody fired up? Cause I think of Dan Neal being, you know, a young lad on the terraces of the of the stadium alight, cheered them on as a kid, and obviously, you know, he's he's been a captain a couple of times as well. He loves the club, he bleeds red and white, um, I've even tipped in, in a little uh, session that we did with Steve and Rye on, on YouTube the other night I even tipped Luke nine to be a potential uh, man of the match or who, who, who for you is going to lead by example on that pitch and really take it to them?
5: I think yeah the, the, the two you mentioned definitely I do think that leading by example is, is interesting though and perhaps you can get too overhyped for Derby. I know a lot of Newcastle fans have, have spoken about Bruno and, and how he maybe get mm-hmm. he might get too fired up for this. I do think that's a possibility with, with Dan Neal and Luke O'Neill as well. I like Luke O'Neill a lot. I think he's a brilliant ambassador for the club. I like his playing yep. style. Um he's played pretty much everywhere for Sunderland apart from up front. But you can accuse him occasionally of having a little bit of a brain fart and getting a little bit too involved, and he does try <laughs> the dark off sometimes, and sometimes it works and it's brilliant, and sometimes it doesn't work. So I think my sort of hope is that the they do keep their heads. I think you mentioned Dan Nalor, he is a supremely talented player and he's been linked with Premier League moves in the past couple of days. so fantastic opportunity for him to to show what he's all about. Jack Clark as well, two two and a half years left on his contract bids from Burnley last uh, last winter, he's going to want to put on a, a good show and, and, and prove, you know, what he's all about. And it is a good opportunity in that regard for, for Sunderland, fa- uh, Sunderland players to sort of prove the worth, really. Dan Ballard at center half yeah. is, is definitely one to keep an eye Absolutely. out as well. What um, to test a, a against really Isaac, coach. that is. Well, it, it, exactly, and, and that's what it is. It's a, it's a big test for these players now, um, to you know, to go and prove the worth. Because I think... Again, one of the positives from a from a Sunderland point of view, and you could slice it the other way as well, is that this this squad is actually sort of pretty inexperienced, really, especially playing against a Premier League teams. So they mightn't have any fear, like as we saw against Fulham last season, somebody mentioned. Um, but the other way is, you know, you could easily get sort of to use a a, a boxing term, all manned by you know a, a really experienced, really good good team. So it could go either way. But yeah, hopefully sort of young endeavour and that youthfulness shines through in it at Beneford Sutherland. Uh, Rye, have you got any questions for the the man that you've christened Jimmy Coppers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jimmy Crackcorn. No, uh, I'm, I I'm actually, uh, I was just, yeah, I'm just sitting back as a Borough fan just thinking like I'm like the, the smart kid in class, do you know what I mean? Like the one that teaches <laughs> <dot, you> know, <laughs> pets. Do you know what I mean? I'm at the front, you know. Words word's not yeah, you you two, you two are at the back fighting. You know what I mean? And you're dressing up bars and stuff like that. And just, me and you know, Steve, i not at a crossword. Jazz. <laughs>
5: <laughs> to, to, to be honest, when I when I got into this industry, I, I did not expect to be writing articles about interior designs. So like I, I really didn't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But no, honestly, James, you, you've defended yourself well. I did check you, obviously, on on X, uh, and I was, you know, as a Borough fan, it's just it's wild to look in from the outside uh, of of the actual build up to this derby. I think the the thing that scares Does me, it make James, you wish and you had a derby, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, I was waiting for that one. Only you took you thirteen hey, seconds, hey, hey, mate. I'll be derby. That's true. Hey, hey, That's true. Um, uh, <laughs>
2: I, I'm just wanted to know, from a, from a Sunderland point of view, Are you how worried are you about tomorrow with Dan Neal and the the dissent issue he's got? <laughs> oh,
4: come off it. You don't have to, to answer form that, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has <laughs> no. been sent off for of this before, but he has got form. <laughs>
5: that's no, it. I, Short and I, sweet. I, I'm, like I'm looking
2: forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And, James, obviously, you... Uh, you, you've been in the firing line. I, I, I think you've defended yourself well. It's been uh, anarchy, to, to say the least. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, one thing for me was looking at Kirill, uh, Louis, Louis Dreyfus. He's 27 years old. I mean, he hasn't uh, grown up in the northeast. He hasn't experienced this level. I mean, the last time you guys had Sunderland Newcastle was 1950s. You know, I mean, well before his time. Do you think there's a there's a, a an age? Gap issue there with, with with Kirill in terms of having you know he's a French businessman. I mean, with with Borough we've got Steve Gibson, someone who's from the area, and he would he knows that sort of thing. But is there an issue there when it's you know when it's outside of 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 England a chairman uh, owning a club like Sunderland who are who are just so passionate? I just feel like there's a there's a misunderstanding of how important tomorrow is for, for Sunderland.
5: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how often he's around the place or how sort of present he is. There's a a famous case of when Mike Ashley took over at Newcastle and he was still popular at Newcastle, which was a long, long time ago. He wanted to wear his Newcastle United shirt in the director's box. There were conversations with Niall Quinn and he was told no, and he actually ended up going in with... um, with the away fans uh, So I mean That gives you A, a sort of A taste of, of Where Nal Quinn's head Was at with this sort of thing And that was only A Newcastle yeah. shirt It also gives defense, you
1: An indication that, uh, of How long ago That must have been If he went in With Newcastle fans <laughs> And got out alive <laughs> so, uh, I, th- yeah. I think it might
5: have been I think it might have been Shearer's last game actually I think it was the 4-1 um, I think I might be wrong yeah. on that But anyway I, And just to tackle This this sort of um, The friction between Sun and fans and myself which, which does relate To this matter I think you know, obviously people are annoyed and people want questions asking. I, I communicated this yeah. point terribly on Twitter and got a bit of stick for it and sort of had to re-communicate what I meant. But <laughs> my my head, when people say, you know, we want this put into the club, my head as a journalist goes to, right, when will I have the opportunity to do that? And that yeah. sort yeah. of happens at press conferences because that's the only face yeah. time we get with the club, pre-match or post-match. Who did the club put up for those interviews? Michael Beale. Is Michael Beale going yeah. to comment on this beyond the very surface no. answer? Say he understands with fans, probably not. Is it his? Is yeah. it even his remit? No. Who's the other person that would that might speak to us? Christian Speakman, although he doesn't speak a lot, is he going to say anything? Is it his remit? Is it his fault? No. Have we ever been? Yeah. You know, have we ever spoken to Steve Davison? No. Is it even his fault? No, I'm not sure. The problem lies, I think, is with transparency. Is the fact that we don't actually get to talk to the man you mentioned, Kiri Lewis dreyfus very often. Yeah. There's a lack of transparency, there's a lack of sort of fan involvement in these decisions, fan consultation, um, they just seem to happen. So I think that's where the issue lies. And perhaps it does relate to what you were saying, it does relate to his inexperience, obviously he's only 27 years old, but perhaps needs to be a bit more hands-on, he needs to be around the place a little bit more. Because under Niall Quinn and Bob Murray, even Ellis Short, I mean... All three made mistakes at Sunderland, but I couldn't see this happening under either of the three. To be honest,
2: it's mad. Wow, James, it's, we're it's at
5: the extraordinary, news. Extraordinary. We're
3: at the news time, uh, eight o'clock, the witching hour. Um, give us your uh, give us your your prediction then for tomorrow's game.
5: I think Newcastle will win, and I think we'll win two one. Ooh, that must hurt. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm you set your bar low and then you go back
2: against expect
4: disappointment and you'll never be disappointed that's it it. I like
2: how you you worked in set your bar low there as well well done that was great (laughs) <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sure
5: oh, I'll, I'll put
4: on. my hand.
1: I'll put my hand up to say that went completely over my head. I didn't spot that. that did one, right. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Remove the dunce's cap. <laughs> Jimmy Coppers, James Copley, whatever you're going to be called, Thanks, mate. James, <laughs>
2: appreciate it, mate. We appreciate it, mate. Thanks for coming. No, on, fun. Cheers, you. mate.
1: Fantastic. Always sure. a seat
2: at the riverside if you want one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's plenty Please, of them.
1: Hey, <laughs> cheers, James. James Copley, the uh, the the Sunderland writer for the Sunderland Echo, joins us this morning. Good to get his take, lads. Uh, we're after eight. What a surprise! We're late for the news. The Northeast Footy Breakfast. will be right back. It reminds me of a, a hot July day with the sun shining and, and blue skies and and puffy little clouds in the sky and, well, right, I apologise, mate, when I make reference to temperatures here in the summer, but, you know, temperatures above 21 Celsius would be nice. <laughs> or as oh, we are, <laughs> yeah, we <are> 28 <laughs> degrees today.
2: 28 <laughs> degrees, lads. Hate to rub it in, but... The uh, the Australian summer is well and truly in now. It is warm as ever.
1: Yeah, I've got some. Um, I've got some family who are up in Karatha, uh, Northern Western yeah. Australia, and he showed me a picture just a few days ago. He took a picture on his uh, dashboard of his car as he was driving to work, and it was forty five Celsius.
2: Oh, wow! Oh, that, like that Western Australia. That oh, yeah. that is ridiculous. That is this, the humidity that you get over that type of that side of Australia is ridiculous. Yeah. It's just you can't breathe. I don't know if you've ever like flown into like towns or like North Australia, but, like I I've, been up, I've been up to Karatha, mate. I've been up there Have and you, yeah, uh, yeah, Port Hedland and places like that. I'll tell yeah. you what, you get off the plane, mate, and it's like it's it like yeah.
1: chewing thick air.
2: It is it is that yeah. the humidity is that rough there. So I tried to fly. know yeah, it's uh,
1: I tried to fly a little plane, so I hired a little plane. You know, I've got my pilot's license, so I hired a little plane yep. when I was up there. Yeah, okay. the, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yes, because you That's keep missing. With the private you, jet reference, you keep ending up. Blum and hank off to a radiator, mate. Um, <laughs> and, and, and seriously, no word of a lie. It, it's more difficult to fly a plane the hotter it is yeah. because the air's thin. It would be,
2: yeah. and it was ridiculous yeah, it
1: be, up yeah. there trying to fly. It just wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't climb. It was, mate. It was horrible. It w-
2: if you hate turbulence, all you need to do is fly into the north of Australia once or twice, and you'll be over. I tell you, because uh, the turbulence you have going into there is w- ridiculous. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 thickly hot up there. Is how I describe it. But yeah. uh, I just got a shout out as well. Thank you, James Copley, uh, Jimmy Coppers. The follow on uh, on X as well. I really appreciate that, mate. Thank oh, you. Oh, he's finding you, he's finding you. I haven't even sent the mean, send them yet,
1: so he's finding you. Okay. Yeah. And we've got s we've got a big shout out to Daniil who sent a, a message in and, and there's no what the find. Morning Daniil. Yeah, morning Daniil. <laughs> um, which will never return ever again. Um yes, it will. the me <laughs> No it won't. Uh, I'm in control of the buttons, will. mate. No, it won't.
0: <laughs> no it won't. <laughs> 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 <dust> there.
1: No, <laughs> Has he been here all My week? Station. No, he hasn't. My no, station. it won't. Uh, um, uh, the media at times. Oh, this, sorry, this is Daniil's comment. The media at times can be like a lethal detonator. Yes, it's major rivalry. The rivalry stra- starts from the first whistle, ends at the final whistle. I didn't know. I think there was a big rivalry between Borough and Villa, but there you go. Um, hope no. everyone is sensible tomorrow. Safe travels to the NUFC fans. Thanks oh, for NUFC? NUFC. Oh, well said, okay, that
2: well man. Done, Daniil. Well Daniel. Mm. You're absolutely right. The biggest game tomorrow with Barra V Villa is going to be massive for the North East. It's incredible what that's going to do for the North East. Well, now. moving it's on, can't we've
1: can't got wait.
3: to do the uh, headlines now. <laughs> 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 is that, that Bagpuss?
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Again, bag another one push. for the younger listener. <laughs> Bagpuss, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Yassel Glasses. I love <laughs> I love how relevant all of our little statements are, you know, with, with modern edgy. Bag puss, you know, Dave's flying a prop plane, probably a biplane, you
1: know. <laughs> I was standing on top of the wing, mate. Yeah.
4: <laughs> bag bag, bag puss is something Dave
3: has under his uh, armpit, I think.
1: Oh, oh mate, oh, come oh, on. Oh, oh, oh. There's below the belt and below the belt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's blew your <laughs> belt.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh there's God. some bacon oh, sandwiches no. being spat
4: out all across the nation. <laughs> <edge. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all right.
1: I'm going to the clinic after the show, so we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Let's
3: have some news headlines. Save us,
1: Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, well, as he's not been talking that much, we'll give him first chance again. Smoggies and
0: proud. Hey. news. <laughs>
2: Good morning, Borough fans. Hope you're all fantastic, safe and well. Sorry I haven't been talking today that much. Normally I take the show, uh, you know, over. But uh, look, I don't know, there's some sort of derby or something. But uh, don't worry about us. We'll just go and beat Aston Villa tomorrow in the FA Cup and we'll be right... We've got to start off with some sad news for your headlines this morning. Former Borough Chief Executive Keith Lamb has passed away with a, after a battle with a long illness. Middlesex FC confirmed the sad news as they paid tribute to the instrumental figure who was behind the scene of the club for almost a quarter of a century. Keith passed away on Thursday morning at the age of 77. He was a formal league footballer and a chartered accountant. He was also one of the first executive appointments made by Steve Gibson and the consortium, which was assembled to save the club from extinction back to 1980. I, for one, uh, loved and used to love uh, seeing Keith involved with our club, a name and, and face that would be ever familiar with Borough fans. Rest in peace and respect and thoughts go out to Lamb's family at the moment. Middlesbrough are also willing to play the waiting game as they assess their transfer window striker options, but will only bolster the front line if the right player comes available, says Michael Carrick. And they're keen to ensure that they also don't halt the progress of Josh Coburn and Emmanuel Latte Lath. Borough, obviously, today are set to make an early January breakthrough with the capture of Finna, as from Aston Villa. Michael confirming the deal was close yesterday and he should be in contention for the FA Cup tie. Attention will then quickly turn to strengthening the other areas with a defender a priority most likely on loan, said Carrick. But Borough are also closely monitoring the market for a striker. And as much as Borough would like to add one more frontman to the ranks, Carrick is determined to make sure that it must be the one that is only to be the right fit. If the right opportunity presents itself, Borough will strike, but if they can't then they won't bring in a player for the sake of it and risk slowing down the progression of Coburn and Latte Lash which I think is well said. Borough continue to stand out as potential targets and will keep an open mind on the striker situation if the right opportunity to sign any player who Borough deems a good fit Michael Carrick said they will strike that way. But it won't be for the sake of doing it to replace an injury because all those players are due back at some stage. Well said, Michael Carrick. We are the smart, nerdy kid today, aren't we? Like the good kid at the front of the class, the teacher's pet on your borough. Off to beat Aston Villa tomorrow in the FA Cup. That's your borough headlines. Magpies and proud. news.
3: Newcastle United have launched a review into their safety operations after the home Champions League tie against Borussia Dortmund was subject of a major security alert. Northumbria police have announced that during the police operation for the Champions League match between the two teams on uh, October the 25th, five males were arrested inside St James's Park on suspicion of burglary. And the first uh, tickets have become available for Newcastle's game against Aston Villa they went on sale the season ticket holders with 100 points at two o'clock on Wednesday that's now dropped to 70 points allocation sizes to be confirmed but as usual we will be in the up and lower areas of the Douglas stand both digital and paper tickets will be issued ticket prices range from £30 for adults to £19 for under-14s and ahead of the participation in the Africa Cup of Nations later this month, Gambia's initial 43-man selection includes Newcastle United player Yankouba Minty. The 19-year-old attacker is currently on load at Dutch side Feyenoord and is in the squad for the training camps in Saudi Arabia and Morocco that will precede the final squad announcement on January the 9th. And Newcastle travelled to Side in the third round of the FA Cup this coming Saturday at 12.45pm. Uh, we've received 6,000 places in the upper and lower tiers of the North Stand, which is our largest ever following at the Stadium of Light. Callum Wilson, Kieran Trippier are both expected to miss the game, but there's no hint of returns for Elliot Anderson, Harvey Barnes, Jacob Murphy, or Joe Willock as yet. That's any Castle headlines on Friday, the 5th of January.
0: Macams and Proud. Black Cats News
4: good morning and happy friday Sunderland fans it's almost here as you've heard yesterday consisted of outrage among sundland fans a huge social media backlash followed by an apology and backtracking over some extremely questionable actions from the Sunderland ownership the decision to allow newcastle fan branding in the black cats bar was greeted with an angry response from fans demanding actions to be taken to remove the banners and posters. Some fans even called for the owners to issue a statement and certainly factions called for the sacking of the decision makers. The club did eventually release a statement apologising and not fans that the branding had been removed but there still remains a lot of ill will ahead of the derby with some fans thinking that irreparable damage has now been done between the owners and fans. Sunderland will be sweating on the fitness of Patrick Roberts ahead of the FA Cup third round match on Saturday but he's expected to, to set to miss out after picking up an injury in the first half of the clash with Rotherham just before the turn of the year. Despite Bradley Dak and Dennis Serkin also being long term absentees, Michael Beale should still have a sizeable squad to choose from including Jay Matetti returning from an injury sustained in pre-season. And finally, Birmingham City are in talks to appoint former Sunderland manager Tony Mowbray after the second of Wayne Rooney this week. HITC Football understands that after Rooney bit the bullet following a dismal run of nine defeats in 15 games, the Championship strugglers could turn to arguably the safest pair of hands. Tony Mowbray, unlike Rooney, is approving as as they come at second tier level and Brum have now opened open discussions about a deal that would see the man sacked by Sunderland a month ago make an immediate return to a championship dugout. They are your
1: Friday Sunderland headlines? Mm. I'm not playing jingles. Cause I don't trust them, mate. Yeah, you know. Just, no, just, no, no. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. There's strange things happening with these computers in this radio station. I think somebody's been no. in. I think. I think. I think a Sunderland fan's been in and redecorated the equipment.
0: No. Hey. What?
3: <laughs>
1: (laughs) Right, listen, I'm
3: going to get this one out of the way So we can scratch it off Ted's list Mo Salah, he was the star against Newcastle United No Salah, no In in their, well exactly, they've got no Salah uh, 4-2 win against uh, Newcastle uh, in the last Premier League outon. where does he rank among the greats? Ted wants to know Is he up there with the likes of Thierry Henry? uh, With the likes of Alan Shearer? With Wayne Rooney, Um, as a footballer, he was great. As a manager, not very good. Uh, And as Ted said on his little notes on Wednesday, we've tried to do this about 10 times, but we always (laughs) run out of time. So there we go. We're not going to run out of time today, lads. There is the question that Ted wanted to ask.
2: And I'm going to say
3: Mo Salah is definitely one of the Premier League greats. Not all-time greats, because, as I always point out on the show... Is been you know there was football before the Premier League, the the yes. ultimate centre forward is not Alan Shearer, it's Jimmy Greaves, um, you know there has Who? been. Me- How Jimmy old are you? Greaves. How old exactly. are you? Yeah, but look at his record. He's, you know, he scored the yeah. most goals at the top level. So he is the best. He is the ultimate striker. He's the best striker we've had in this country. And you know, Alan, Alan will appreciate that as well. But as a Premier League all-time record goal scorer that's Alan Shearer. Uh, but yeah, Mo Salah falls into that category. I, I don't think he can be looked at as a, a top-flight great uh, since football was, since football was created in this country. Um, But yeah I think he's a star player Um, There's no doubt about it And who would have ever seen that coming um, when you when you remember what the the Mo Salah of Chelsea was like, he couldn't hit a barn yeah. door. He was comparable with Ronnie Rosenthal, who uh, infamously <laughs> hit a ball hit the ball over the uh, the ball from standing on the touchline virtually. Um, he was that he was that bad at Chelsea. He couldn't finish his dinner, uh, but he goes. But well, then Chelsea. again, so
4: was Kevin De Bruyne as well, Steve. It, you know, he was, the, he
3: was, yeah, amazing,
4: amazing. Chelsea are just My a graveyard, graveyard yes, for decent players. My yeah, answer is yes. What about you? Uh, for me, I mean, I think you can only judge these these players. Uh, for me, I don't think we knew how good Zola was at the time. Yes, but everybody knew he was a great player.
1: Not as good as Janino.
4: Ah, um, oh, get off. Come on. Come off it. <laughs> was, not,
1: was not as good as it's only He got Agreed. that player. player, player, right. player right. Zola
4: award. was a Ferrari. Janino was a, an MR2 with Ferrari cladding.
1: Now I know you talk nah. bollocks.
2: Nah. You're drunk Get him off the air Yeah (coughs) The only reason Zola got the award
1: that year Was because he played for Chelsea A London based club Where the majority of writers Were London based It
4: was That's the only reason why Zola got it Yeah Yeah. absolutely That's your truth Yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's <laughs> <laughs>
1: no doubting about it, mate No doubting about it. Yeah. <coughs> I've talked to many of you who played in that era And they were all saying yes they, 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 Barrett, they were dumbfounded he, you
3: know? <laughs> Sal- Salah's in the top 10 Salah's in the top 10 goal scorers now That's that For me, that's yep. my argument Shearer's at the top Harry Kane second Weiruni third Andy Cole fourth uh, Aguero fifth Lampard sixth Thierry Henry seventh Robbie Fowler eighth Jermaine Defoe ninth and Mohamed Salah, 10th. So, he yeah. rightly takes his place at the top table now, because he's in the top 10 goal scorers.
4: Yeah, yeah I, no, I, I think I, so, I and it'll only be once he quits playing as well. I think we'll we'll kind yeah, of recognise what, what, a, what a talent he was, uh, as we do with most players. And, you know, I'll, I'll joke on the side, Dave, you know, Janine, you're a fantastic player. I was deadly serious. I think it's only once... Uh, but I, know, I know you were, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Don't choke on your pate. Um <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I just think it's, it's after these players retire that and we look back on you know what I call the, the, the glory days of the Premier League that's when you really understand what good players they really were you could say the same about Kevin Phillips you could say the same about Quinney the top top end players Janino. of course he's up there of course he is just not as good as Zola I'll
2: go mute him <laughs> 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 well I mean comparing for me I think Thierry Henry he's, he's gone of the he's off prim- he's, he's one of the greatest he's he's Premier gone. League players he's actually gone is he yeah yeah I've him. switched oh, him wow. off okay oh no Bye. see can't Good react he's screaming at us now <laughs> and we can't hear him alright I'll put him back for me, Thierry Henry is considered You're to back, be man. one You're of back. like the greatest community league. players <laughs> of all time. Uh, but I, I'd argue Salah has uh, has reached a similar level. I mean, we, we look at the, the goals per minute, do you know what I mean? Uh, Salah's currently 129.9, and, and uh, Thierry Henry, who has finished his career, was 133.8. Do you know what I mean? Thierry Henry ended up playing 377 games uh, for 228 goals. Most Salah has played 239 games for 153 goals. So when I look at Thierry Henry, I, I as I said, I I think of him as one of the greatest Premier League footballers uh of of my you know of my time that I can remember. And most Salah's got to be, you know, recognized up there. The other big thing for me as well is most Salah's won the Champions League. Thierry Henry never won the Champions League. You know, the trophies won for Salah. He's won Premier League in 2019-20. He won the Champions League in 2018-19. You know what I mean? Thierry Henry obviously had all those, you know, all those Premier League titles, the FA Cup titles and Community Shield titles, but he never won the Champions League with Arsenal, uh, where where Salah has. you know what I mean? Salah has got a Premier League title, a Champions League title to his name. He's got the League Cup. He's got the UEFA Super Cup, obviously, which wasn't around when Thierry Henry was a player. The other the other accolades you've got to look at as well is, is the player awards. You know what I mean? The player awards. He's the PFA Players Award uh, you know, for 27 2018, which is a massive achievement. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if well, we will joke about the Ballon d'Or here, and I know Ted doesn't rate it that highly. Well, then, if you're not going to do that, then the PFA Players' Player, where the players vote. I mean, that's yeah. that's got to be one of the most ultimate achievements when all your other players in the league think you're the best player when it's that they've your come peers, up against. Yeah. Exactly, when it's your peers. So, you know, Thierry Henry's won that twice. Uh, and and uh, Salah has won that you know only once in 27, 2018, but arguably he's still playing so Salah's got a long way to go I think it'd be a shame to see him like now go to Saudi uh, I think obviously that that for me is not something that uh, I think a great should do uh, but obviously you know the money talks and that you know at some at certain points and obviously uh, he's got a close relationship with uh, you know f- friends and family over there but I hope that he can retire. At Liverpool is one of the you know one of the greatest Premier League footballers we've ever seen for sure.
1: Barry's uh, Barry's waiting on WhatsApp. Uh, morning Barry, he says, uh, morning, "Morning guys. Uh, even morning, at Barry. Liverpool, their best ever striker has to be either Ian Rush or Albert Stubbins. Uh, they're the greatest ever strikers uh, for them. Great show. Thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for that, Barry. Rush thanks. is Barry's the benchmark for me. Barry, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, bang on.
4: Rush, the way yeah. the 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 way he used to finish was just." Absolutely iconic. No backlift on it. It was a passing the ball into the net. He was cool as a cucumber, and apparently he did pick a lot of that up from Jimmy Greaves, mm. who Steve mentioned earlier as well. I remember, He's, I remember him
3: scoring four goals against. I think it was Aston Villa. I'd never seen a player yeah, score yeah. that many goals, and it was like it was a live televised game. And the, the, the ball that he just lifted over the goalkeeper for his fourth goal or whatever it was 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 unbelievable. But he was, he was a real centre forward, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really good. Liverpool's best is Salah defender.
1: Consider, is Four goals against a striker, Villa, right? Four goals against Villa, right? I thought there was going to be yeah, a comment yeah. about,
2: you know, Josh is going to do yeah. the same tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. He will. He okay, will. Yeah. Don't you worry about yeah. that. Is, is Salah a striker, though? I mean, if we're comparing him to midfielder Ian Rush... on football r- fantasy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I'd say my, I'd say Salah's a midfielder. Do you know what I mean, to compare him against, you know, some of the Liverpool's greatest strikers, you know, you think of Ian Rush, definitely, but you think of Fernando Torres, you know, Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, for goodness sake, you know, in recent times, obviously, in my era... Uh, you know they're the greats, but I don't put salary against them because I don't feel like Matt Salah's an out-and-out striker. I think he's probably makes him a better a, a player right than
3: If he scored all those goals Which from midfield and he's in the winger. top ten, yeah, exactly. Makes a, exactly, makes him a better player.
2: Exactly uh, for me, that's exactly right. I think he's he's an out-and-out standout winger, such midfielder. Uh, he's it's not because he played in front when three, he in there, but
3: he played in the front three, right? Didn't he? He played it was like Marnia Salah. Um, oh, that, that, that was
2: a, oh. Yeah. That was a w- wild lineup when you look back at that. Now you know what I mean. Yeah, so, totally. but you're absolutely right. Yeah, he, I mean to chip in with that many goals from the right wing. You know and I mean Th- these lads that we're, we're comparing him to were out and out strikers. You know they had the chance to score. Where Salah's creating the opportunities with assists plus chipping with the goals. He is yeah one of the greatest Premier League footballers. Uh, you know that, that to, to, to go around for sure.
3: Yeah, 100%. OK, we well, a couple of minutes to go until uh, we come to the headlines. I just want to mention, lads, and we don't have to discuss this if you, you don't want to, but I, I did put a little thing in, in, in my notes about the darts. Um, I am horrified to see uh, certain highbrow newspapers uh, in this country covering darts, right? <laughs> it is a working-class game. Keep away yeah. from darts. <laughs> you have ruined football <laughs>
2: Keep away
3: from darts because darts needs to be left as it is. It's the last working class game and it's now under threat from all of these... um, High brow people who look down on us thinking they can take it over. Good. Oh, we've
0: just yeah, watched Dave. the darts. <laughs> oh, darts. Look at all
4: those commoners playing darts.
2: Oh, what I the say law. he's been
4: throwing loads of spears. He hasn't caught one deer yet.
2: I used to love
4: watching.
3: I used to love watching Bullseye or those commoners winning speedboats.
2: One <laughs> 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 of those kebabs he keeps going on about. A so kebab <laughs> of the black <laughs> and into the red.
1: There's nothing in this game For two in a bed oh, That's how middle oh. class I am
4: I'll take
2: Yo-wee. it back I'll take it back Super great Honestly uh, uh,
3: You know I blame Luke Littler I blame Luke Littler Because he's brought This horrendous new uh, audience um, Of jail's yeah, Brand right, of Loving characters Who've all now Suddenly discovered Darts <laughs> Um, yeah. just honestly, I just just leave it alone. Just, it's a work Hell Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Heyo>. yeah. <laughs> darts darts is spiffing, but what is this billiards and whist?
2: Yes. Yes, <laughs> that'll be next. Give away. Next. Keep away from darts. It's not. Right. It's no longer 180. It's now 180. One, 180.66 z- recurring. Exactly.
4: 200 minus I was, 20. I was just saying. I was just saying dark chlamydia at the bridge club. <laughs> 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 Have you seen those ruffians playing those darts? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think eight that's eight what, zero. what. a score. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's the rant over. Uh, it's 8.30,
3: take yes. with some sports headlines.
1: You've actually given me an idea for a new show. We should do working man's sport show. That's what we should do. We'll go out and do we'll do live commentary on darts and billiards and whistler. Uh, you know yes. we won't we won't touch the bridge clubs, yes. of course, but we'll get to the cons He's club and the labour clubs. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Together across the northeast. Return the and the red-
1: Oh, gentlemen of a breakfast persuasion. You're talking now. Did I, I interrupt? Love- I do apologize.
2: Oh, I just love how Luke Little is so nonchalant. Uh, 45 minutes a day, you know, I'll be right. Well, what's that? Premier League darts now? Yeah, I'll get back into it when I need to, lads. You know what I mean? Throw a couple at the board, we'll be right. <laughs> two hundred grand,
3: two hundred grand to spend, doesn't he on no, video no, games? No, as well. no, no, he no, mentioned no. that, he's, didn't he?
1: He mentioned that. I'm in the money. Fa-
3: he's yeah. not a fan of Newcastle, by the way. When he went, when people started trolling his social media, and he was hammering Newcastle. Well, like. he's he's oh, a fan. Yeah, yeah. fan. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: No, he's a Is Man U fan. fan. We can start that rumor. Oh, a
2: Man U. Man U. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. So he clearly doesn't like football. What, what part of Surrey is he from, like? <laughs> Yay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many world titles do you reckon he's gonna win in his career? Uh, he'll 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 be he'll is be
3: he very gonna very do easy. a Is he's, he's gonna do a Phil Taylor,
1: isn't he? Is he gonna he's, do an Raducanu or is he gonna take over darts? He can do whatever he wants now.
4: Yeah. I think he'll take over. He just needs a bit more uh, consistency, I think. I'm not a darts expert, but you can just see the the nerves started getting to him a little bit. And obviously, you know, just started losing his edge that tiny bit towards the end of the game. But this kid's got such a big future, man. 16 year old in a world final like that. He's going to dominate that sport, I think, if he keeps his feet on the ground anyway.
1: And and the difference here is everybody's talking about him. You know, if Duzzer had won that, me and Rai had been talking about Duzzer because he's a borough lad. Correct. And you guys would have wanted to move on very swiftly. But in this case, because he's 16, looks 28, because he's 16, everybody's
2: talking about him and suddenly the profile of darts has gone through the roof. It has. There's so so many people watching it now that, you know, I never watched it. You know what I mean? Until literally we were talking about it this week and seeing his success. So I tuned in for the first time and I loved it. Do you know what I mean? By the i the way, I, I really enjoyed it. By the it way, too. I love Dozer's comment on Sky. Dozer's comment was
1: brilliant. For those who are watching internationally, he was doing I don't know how Newcastle was mentioned, but it was. He said, For those who are watching internationally who want to know where Newcastle is, it's 42 miles north of Middlesbrough. Well done, Dozer. <laughs>
2: well yep. done, son. <laughs> well done that's exactly what we need to focus on didn't give some of the
1: sorry I'm trying to be balanced on uh, you know uh, on 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 Weir Tyne Derby Eve.
3: <laughs> well, we have got another FA Cup match taking place. We did speak briefly about it yesterday, Rye. But, have we? Uh, yes. Middlesbrough Aston Villa. Yes. An yes. interesting, an interesting game, and yeah, we've won, you've one, already though. touched on it in your headlines. You know, yeah. um, there will be a, a tinge of sadness uh, around the game because uh, you know you, yes. you've lost somebody who is very close to the club back in the day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keith Lamb passing away, seventy-seven years old. Someone that I, um, you know, I actually interacted with him uh, about a year ago. I think it was maybe even you know longer than that, and it was really sad. Uh, he to, he he came. He I you know, got a message saying how much the passion, how much of my passion that he loved, and. Um, yeah, it was really sad. It was a shocking, uh, you know, it was shocking news that to come out. Obviously the club confirmed it as well. We had known that he was battling illness, but we just didn't obviously, you know, nobody dive dove te- too deep into it to see how bad it was, but yeah. uh yeah, it was it was really sad. He's uh he's is a name that's so that and face that's so synonymous with Middlesbrough, especially since our, you know, it was since Steve Gibson saved us, you know what I mean? It was always photos of of Keith Lamb, you know, next to Juninho and 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 all the players that we signed that we remember, do you know what I mean? So, um, it was yeah, it was really sad, uh, day, and I think you know, if if we you know if anything you know tomorrow it gets a little bit more sort of, uh, I guess more not not important I want to say, but it just has a little bit more to it because obviously they'll have a minute silence or something like that to respect, uh, you know, Keith before the game. Uh, and I hope, obviously, the players that are there realize how important he was for our club. I mean, we wouldn't have the academy we have today without Keith Lamb. We wouldn't have had the likes of Giannino, uh, Emerson, and those come through our club without Keith Lamb. He was very, very instrumental in bringing those types of names to our club. So, uh, yeah, very sad day uh, to, to lose someone like them. Dave, I know you uh, used to deal with him, obviously, when you were Schwartz's agent.
1: Yeah, and, and obviously in my position with Sky Sports, I crossed swords with Keith yeah. many times when, when we launched Sky Sports News because that was a fledgling sports news channel in 98 when we launched it. And, you know, I'd, 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 I'd often get into heated discussions, arguments, disagreements with Keith. But one thing I've got to say was the guy was professional. Um, yeah. he, um, he, was, he, was, he was very firm if he, had, if he held an opinion. Uh, there was hardly any changing, uh, changing his mind on anything. But he was very fair at the same time. Um, so, yeah, it is sad. Uh, a lot of fans are going to be obviously talking about Blackburn, three points, things like that. But yeah, you've got to yeah. look at, you've gotta look at you know, the entire 23, 24 years that he spent as Middlesbrough's chief exec and um, you know, how he worked
2: alongside Steve Gibson and, and, and how the club yeah, changed. Exactly. So,
1: yeah, it is, it is a sad moment.
2: Yeah, no, it's just, you know, it, it was synonymous for me uh, was Keith Lamb with, with, with Middlesbrough. So, yeah, it is sad. But moving on to the game, obviously, we did cover it yesterday. I did cover it in my headlines. It is very exciting. Michael Carrick as well, uh, you know, it was great to hear from him in his press conference because a lot of us at Middlesbrough have been not worried, but we've just been sort of speculating what type of squad uh, we could be uh, having seeing tomorrow against Villa because We've got Chelsea midweek next week. Now, obviously, it's a semi-final. That's exactly what Middlesbrough will be focused on. That's the game of importance for us uh, at the Borough. But he, you know, he he was great to say, you know, he's not taking his eyes off the FA Cup just because of that game. He said the FA Cup still as important as ever to him and he wants those cup runs uh, to continue. And he wants that in the FA Cup. He said every on paper, Aston Villa writes us off. He knows that. And he hopes that he can, you know, that they can, you know, cause an upset like they see in many. And that's the glorious, you know, the best thing about football is that, you know that use the FA Cup and that throws up the opportunity for for games like this to go, you know, Boroughs way. So it was great to hear from Michael Carrick, and he gave me this sense of enthusiasm, uh, enthusiasm about the, the focus on the FA Cup. Because I, to be honest with you, before I heard from him, I I didn't really care for it. I, it wouldn't bother me if we had a lost to Aston Villa because of the game with Chelsea next week. But now I go, uh, you know, watching the game uh, tomorrow, excited uh, and, and passionate as ever. You know, we got as who he, he, he couldn't confirm because the, the deal's still not done, but it was very close. He said he will be available as well, who is an exciting midfielder as well. So we might see him come up against his former club. He is an Aston Villa player who was on loan to Plymouth. So Finna as would do his debut there. Uh, and then obviously Joshi Coburn, but the biggest exciting thing as well was Hayden Hackney, Manuel arte Matt Crooks all coming back from injury. We've got a few players that, that are not a little bit further away, but are still close as well. So we're starting to get those... Those players back from injury now as well which is really really important Hayden Hackney especially for me uh but also you know Marcus Force down that wing uh, to, to give Easy Jones a bit of a break we've got a lot of boys that have, that have played a lot of football through the, f- the festive pictures because of you know how much injuries we've had we've just had to have had players that keep coming out and having to play 90 odd minutes of football so it does wear you thin we saw that in the second half against Coventry but hopefully like I said uh, in my headlines a couple of days ago we've turned a corner there and I go to I go you know to the Riverside now to watch you know a, a, a an enthusiastic team take on the team that's second in the Premier League and that's the games where you want to test yourself you want to see what Michael Carrick's all about because eventually you hope to be in the Premier League and these are the teams we'd come up against week in week out. A few points there to uh, to pick up on. What should we hear from Carrick?
5: Yeah, yes, of course, course we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big challenge for us. I think it's um, it's great though. You know, it, it's fantastic. We got to we got to um, we got to enjoy the challenge. For me, you want to play against the best teams and uh, best players individually and and, um, and and as a group. And listen, they have Aston Villa have an unbelievable season so far and um, we've got some really really good players and and, and obviously well coached. So it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge, but it's great. You know, it's a one-off game for us. One and um, we we can give it our best see what it takes. As football is funny at times, it throws up results that maybe shouldn't happen. You know we 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 know that this is one that um, probably shouldn't go our way on paper, but we'll 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 do our best to 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 try and flip that.
1: He's giggling when he's uh, when he's answering that question. I love it. And yeah. uh, sounds yeah. like, That's sounds like he's, he's a presser. happy boy and uh, you know in the middle yeah. of a sweet yeah. shop. Um, yeah, he saw me alright okay um, oh, did you mention the Cardi um, no, I think I <laughs> the, the big question here and we, we chatted about this last night with former Borough striker Andy Campbell who presents his own show on the Red and it's like yes. if, if Hackney is close if there are players other players because obviously there's Crooksy there's uh, Latte La as well or might be might be somewhere near should he play them should he risk them? Because you know, with the exuberance of youth, youth that Hackney has, if he gets a sniff at Villa on the pitch, he's going to be throwing one hundred and ten percent at it, and he's coming straight yeah, of out of rehab. Um, yeah, would, would we not be better? Because we still haven't got over this massive injury crisis. There are signs. Yeah. There are signs it's easing, but there's three players away on international duty as well to compound this. Would we not be yeah. be better? And, and Andy Campbell agreed with this. Would yeah. we not be better saying, right, let's give, it a, let's give it a good go, but give the likes of Cav and the young players who've been sitting on the bench a shout rather than risk some of your regulars because we really can't afford any more injuries?
2: I guarantee you, you'll see the same squad that we saw against commentary tomorrow. I guarantee it. Hayden Hackney will be on the bench potentially, but he might not even be on the bench. But there's no way Carrick will see Hayden Hackney come straight back in that squad. He respects how House and Dan Balasso have been playing you heard it with the enthusiasm that he has when he's speaking about Dan Balassa and that. I know as borough fans, we would want Hayden back in that squad straight away, but you've got to we've got to understand how consistent Michael Carrick is. It, you think of Sir Alex Ferguson and how he played the same squad day in, day out. It takes a lot for Michael Carrick to make significant changes to the squad, even in a cup game. Uh, we might see a couple of you know surprises in there, potentially with a Kavanaugh or something like that, if he feels deserves it, but he said in the press conference he's setting up the club, sorry, setting up the team to go against Villa for a team, you know, that's going to win. He wants to win, the, win that game. Now, Cal Kavanagh and Law McCabe and stuff like that starting over, uh, Josh Coburn, you know, and, and Dan Balassa just won't happen uh, if, if that's how we're, you know, we're setting up. Got, so you've got I got a guarantee League you Cup. I guarantee it'll be the same squad.
1: You've got a League Cup semi-final first leg just yep. three days later with a threadbare yep. squad that is by far, in my opinion, and many others I've spoken to, including Andy Cam's last night, that is by far a more important game than Aston yep. Villa in the third round of the FA Cup. Do you really I want to jeopardise the, the the best possible squad and lineup you can put out against Chelsea three days after by playing these players against Villa?
2: Well, did you hear what he said? I mean, he was asked that very question. He was asked that very question, do the players that have played a lot of football... You know, need a rest. He said, "No, that's yeah. what they get paid to do." And they can have plenty of time off in, in June. Exactly, exactly. But so, I'm, I mean, I'm asking he, he, he you, as a borough them, yeah. fan, though, would yeah. you
1: want to risk? What are your best available players at the moment against Villa mm-hmm. in the FA Cup third round, and potentially cost you those very same players just three days later because legs mm-hmm. are tired? There will be niggles yep. among the, among the regulars, and is is three days enough? for them to be able to to put that to one side and play at their best against a Chelsea team at the Riverside
2: in the semi-final of the League Cup. I know know that it's obviously the game's important. As a Borough fan, though, I see it as a normal championship sort of style of fixtures for us. We often play in the championship on a Saturday and then have to back it up on a Tuesday. It's just one of those things. So these boys are normally used to doing that. The likes of Josh Coburn... Izzy Jones, you know, are, Sam Greenwood, all that. They that, are. And I, I get the importance. But we importance, don't, we don't play the, the team
1: second in the Premier League followed by a I team that's it. a Champions League yeah. winner
2: in succession. I get it. But the way, the, just the, just from that press conference, the way Carrick is seeing it, it is exactly, it's, it's just he's just going to play the best team that he's got available and fit and, and, and he'll do it. And I get it, but there's a risk of injuring your best players on any other day, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? There was a risk of, of in, in, you know, in leading up to, to Coventry, Uh, in that playoff game. Do you remember where we played Coventry three games in a row? There was a risk on that very last game of the season of injuring someone that could play in Coventry. Guess what? The same squad that started on that last game of the season against Coventry played that very first game against the playoffs against Coventry. It's how Carrick does it. You could have rested players on that last game of the season against Coventry to then surprise them with the game the following week, you know what I mean? Risky injuries and stuff like that. He played the same squad both times. It's just I don't know. It's just the way I see it is just how Carrick works. As a Borough fan, of course I'm worried about injury, but C- Carrick doesn't think like that. Carrick goes for the win. Carrick goes for that that winning mentality, and that winning mentality comes with a consistent team selection. And I I just guarantee it's going to be the same selection you'll see tomorrow, and it'll be very very similar on Chelsea as well. I just it's just I don't know. It's just how I feel. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's just it's just what I've come to know uh, with with Carrick. Ted, we know you've got no experience
1: of uh, League Cup semi-finals in recent no, history, he mate. Um, but, Jones? Uh, but from me, a John's? Excuse
4: me, we're in the final against Man City not that long ago, mate. From, uh, <laughs> I said recent
1: history. Um, from a but from a Championship clubs perspective, if you had this dilemma, if Sunderland were playing Newcastle tomorrow in the FA Cup, uh, Newcastle's a bad one. If Sunderland were playing, okay, Sunderland were playing Villa tomorrow. Villa? Yeah. Um, In the FA Cup third round, but on Tuesday night you were playing Chelsea at the Stadium of Light in the first leg of a League Cup semi-final. Where would your head be in terms of team selection? Bearing in mind, you've got to now think that you've lost 10 first-team regulars to injury or international uh, duty.
4: Now that you've put it in that context, because I was actually all all in favour of going, do you know what, Carrick's actually got a chance to get one over on a top-end Premier League side... In, in Aston Villa, um, I think Villa will rest a lot of players um, because their focus has got to be, right, we're in this Champions League spot at this moment in time, we've got to do everything we can to, to stay here. I honestly think Villa will field a, a weakened side, not a weak side, because I don't think that agree exists with in the Premier League. I, I agree um, with you. So if, if I was looking at somebody else's club, I'd be going, yeah. Go for it. You, you've got a chance to actually go, go one further there. I like the fact that uh, that a manager shows faith in a regular starting 11. I think that creates competition for places that way. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of squad rotation. Um, if it was my side, though, <laughs> which is going to make me a complete and utter hypocrite. Um, <laughs> Nothing new yeah, there then. Of, of course. Of, well, that's hey, that's, that's uh, not just Sunderland fans, but any football fans. We're all hypocrites. To some extent, Um yeah, of, of course, I'd, I'd say it right. Just keep keep the powder dry for the semi final. It's over two legs. We did that when we when we were, obviously we were a Premier League side at the time. Though when we went away to Man United, we had other games on at the time. And yeah, of course, it goes out it goes out the window. And you think, focus on the semi final because we're much further down the road with that particular competition. That's our chance of glory. Yeah, you you focus on your your, your most likely form of success, don't you?
1: Hmm, Interesting one. It is an interesting one. It's a it, it is a bit of a dilemma. But it's I a better it's a better dilemma to have than what we faced uh, on Monday uh, with with yeah. a bench that was absolutely yeah. rammed with the youngsters. So it's yeah. great to yeah. see faces coming back. Um it's great to see the likes of Azaz who should be walking through the door today as a borough yeah. player coming it just in. Sounds like exactly. a magic
4: trick him. It does Azaz I like them just Tommy
2: Cooper. Beach Daz. Have you guys seen that on YouTube with the, the Kiwis? Beach as, bro. I love that video. No, I don't know, I I don't know, it's going it. to be a reference. That's you sure guys have, never, would, wouldn't have anything. But there's a very popular uh, Kiwi video, it, obviously our, our neighbours here in Australia, and it's a video okay. called Beach Daz, bro. And it's, uh, it's, t- it's taking the fun of how Kiwis speak and... Uh, and and oh, but like it like the decking, the decking commercial. the decking commercial I was going to yeah. mention that one yeah, yeah. 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 It's exactly, let's not it's let's not, not yeah. go any further yeah. if you want if you want any tourism ideas uh, of what New Zealand's like you watch this video uh, and I, I I'll, love I'll it it's called, it's called not. Beach I've got family beach there actually bro. right yeah, beached as bro, and I'm I like a beached as as bro. That's how I did it. So I thought I was very clever with that. Steve, you be
1: able to what play? do you reckon, mate? Uh, do we know if he's yeah. going to be able to play? Is there any chance he could be uh, Villa could say we'll do yeah. the deal, but he's not playing against
2: us? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, right. the, no. It's the, Carrick said it'll be it should be done, and he will be available. Okay, yeah. right, good. What do you reckon, Steve? Do you reckon we're, we're you know should we be resting players for for Villa, or do you reckon we should uh, you know? Okay, for me, Carrick seems to be picking a full strength full strength squad. I mean, you know, as a football
3: team and a football manager, you want to win everything, don't you? You you want yeah. to go for it, but priority for Middlesbrough is still promotion. It's got to be to get back into contention for the playoff position. Not let you know, not let Sunderland run away with that sixth spot. At the moment, you've got to get you've got to focus on that. It's it's a fine balance though, isn't it? Middlesbrough have entered the territory that Newcastle were in four weeks ago, which is you know um, you know squad rotation and and like with you know like you've mentioned injuries have been a major part of Borough season. Um, so my my temptation would be not to go full strength against Villa and and you know to focus on that Chelsea game because you know you could get you get the cup final you know it's two legs it's a, yeah. it's a real opportunity yeah. for Borough could be Europe Wembley just by getting to and the final be, and it could yeah, be exactly. exactly so that, that that in a sense if you're going to have to take prioritise one cup competition it's got to be the Carabao Cup but um, yeah. it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case, and 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 you know Middlesbrough are active in the transfer market. Um, you know this this signing from Villa will bolster the squad. It'll help. Um, he, he will be able to play as what I've read. Um, you know, yep. as long as the paperwork and is all in in place and the, the I's eyes are dotted and the t's are crossed. Um, yeah. So th- there's another player to come in. He hasn't had a great deal of time to train with the squad, of course. So you would imagine he'll take a place on the bench, but. Um, but yeah. I mean, look, it's it's exciting for Middlesbrough at this moment in time, but they need to prioritise the Carabao Cup um, uh, game for me, as opposed to as opposed to the Villa game. But um, the league's got to be a priority. You've got to you've got to yeah. make sure that you're you're in and around those playoff positions. I think. Automatic is 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 out of sight for for Borough. and I know people might say, well, you know, they're not that far behind Sunderland, but still got a bit of a mountain to climb. The derby is going to decide a, a lot as well. There is a gap, and and you're gonna you're gonna play each other in February. At least you're still That's fighting gonna, for a treble. That, is good <laughs> that, that game in February. That game in February is going to dictate. Um, gonna you massive, know that it's gonna dictate where where you guys both finish, you know? Wow. Um yeah. so that we've got that got that to look forward to. But um but yeah, I think I, I think it's I think it's a big game. I think it depends what what team Villa put out. Um I don't think Villa will take this uh you know, as a, as a as a you know as a formality, I think you'll I'll, I think you'll find that they will have one or two players rested, but Ooh, yeah. on 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 average, I think Villa tend to go uh, will go for it and they'll they'll want to get yeah. through to the next round. They certainly won't want to, they won't want to be on match of the day tomorrow night as a as a potential like as a banana skin, um, yeah. you know, a, a team that's gone out to a, a lower division team. I, I think they'll want they, they'll want they'll want to go through. So I, I expect a tough game for Borough tomorrow, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Villa win that one
2: to be honest yeah no it's going to be a tough game I'm expecting a full strength Villa squad as well I mean Unai Emery uh, in his press conference uh, you know and obviously talking about you know Villa as well uh, I, I expect you know the likes of Ollie Watkins and all that to actually be there uh, down at the Riverside tomorrow. So it's going to be, it's not going to be an easy walkover. I don't, I think there will be a few changes for, for Aston Villa, but I won't, I don't think it's, you know, it's going to be massive. Uh, and just quickly as well, Finazaz, who is coming in, uh, will not be available for Chelsea. He is cup tied with the Carabao Cup. So he, he's not available for Chelsea. So he can play tomorrow and maybe give a midfielder a rest uh, for that, that Carabao helps. Cup. Um, yeah, but yeah, Finazaz won't be fit, won't be available for the Chelsea game because he's cup tied to Plymouth there. So, Uh, It'll be interesting to see if he does come in and then, you know, the likes of, I don't know, Greenwood, Izzy Jones, someone like that, maybe they get a bit of a breather. Um, But I know that Sam Green was also cup tied for the Carabao Cup as well. So you would think maybe Finn, Azaz and Greenwood play tomorrow because then there's two other players that need to come in against Chelsea for that.
3: Lads, I've also uh, tagged you. You know I'm, I, I like me music, um, and uh, I've tagged you in a couple of things. Hopefully, Radio Dad and Daz can and can get these on next week, but um, Liam Gallagher and John Square. Oh, we'll uh, definitely get Liam it,
1: Gallagher on you.
3: No, no, Liam Gallagher and John Square, formerly of the Stone Roses, have released Just Another Rainbow. It's a collaboration which has come out today. Wonderful song. I've tagged these in that. Uh, there's a new Shed 7 album out, um, which is called A Matter of Time. Uh, and my mate Rowetta is uh, singing on one of those songs uh, Get 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 that album today And and a, a little push to a band I used to roadie for The Farm um, Are back making music All together um, now Exactly, a football classic They've got a, a song out which you might not have heard called Let the Music Take Control uh, Which is out And then they've got another single coming out on the 1st of February So there seems to be a bit of a revival um of you know old school nineties bands which which is great uh, the happy mondays touring again in in March with the Inspiral Carpets, another great band. Uh, so yeah. yeah, look a big resurgence in music. I've I've tagged you in a few of them, Dave, so hopefully we can get them on the show next and week. And while
1: we're plugging, I think we should plug tomorrow.
4: Mm, well this is it, yeah? yes. we this should plug what we're doing, doing is, tomorrow. And is we is should plug, we plug what in. we did last night as well, lads. Yeah. What yes. did you we do last actually night? We managed yes. to play nicely together, you know. What? We, we did,
3: did yes what did it's going to be live night? it's going to be live yeah well obviously the NUFC matters show went out last night so you're going to get a chance to hear it on the radio stations. I got
4: bingo I got bingo he said NUFC matters
3: <laughs> hey, hey. I said, yeah, it's a late shout that because I, I said it at about 10 past 7 he I'm did. sure oh he did, he was, never.
2: yeah he was straight in yeah he was straight <laughs> in yeah yeah, right. quite you in, in the bar, quite in the so, bar to call. So <laughs> trying,
3: oh, oh in what the we're, bar.
1: What we're trying to do tomorrow, and this is all I'll down to Rye, who's absolutely mad. It is. He's insane yes, because he doesn't want to sleep overnight. Yeah, uh, I uh, do so, love this
4: lad. So we're gonna. So <laughs> he's mad,
1: keen on doing a Rye, uh, obviously Borah fan version. Of uh, complete neutrality, watch along of yep. the yep. Sunderland Newcastle game. Neutral. Yep. So we're going to we're going to bring that right across the northeast um, because obviously Sunderland involvement, Newcastle involvement, and Borough involvement. So that's going to start at twelve o'clock noon. Twelve o'clock noon. We'll be live across the northeast with the build up. Uh, with Rye, with Ted, Steve. If we can get you on the phone, mate, while you you know you're at the tuck shop, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, undoing your seat belts on the coaches as the teacher tells you you can get off, then yeah. um, then give us a, you know we'll give you a shout and, and we'll get your views rise watch along I'll be there with him I don't know whether Daz is going to join us mate I don't know whether you're going to be anywhere near me but there you go he's, he's sitting opposite me good
4: morning yeah yeah Hope morning mate morning, yeah. morning yeah.
1: Daz yeah. yeah so we'll uh, we'll do with that Ted will be on and Ted's already yes. been plugging it from a Cyprus perspective we've noticed well done mate
4: I'm going to be in the big break pool bar indeed watching that. Mike the owner's put a nice little corner aside our own little stadium alight that's nice. how you brand a bar
1: I <laughs> 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 love it uh, so that's all from 12 then uh, when that yep. game finishes, uh, we kick in. We continue on the red with Match yep. Day live, all the build-up for the Borough Villa game uh, from the Six Medals Pub, as we've been doing week in, not. week out. Rye's going to be with <laughs> us on that one, and then, uh, and then when it comes to match time, about two thirty, Rye kicks in at two thirty, and back to a three o'clock kickoff. Um, <laughs> then uh, it's a five thirty kickoff, isn't it? And then uh, Rye'll take yep. over with a watch along, and uh, so it's like something like seven, eight hours of, of complete football indulgence across the North yes. East. Lunacy. Um, yes. yeah, yeah, indeed. So, so we have to give it yeah. a plug. So it'll all start 12 o'clock tomorrow, UK time, not rise time. Right,
2: get out of bed. We'll yeah, it'll be, uh, I think it's an 11 p.m. start for me, and then I'll go through right till about 6 a.m. with the both Crazy. games. But I need to, uh, I want to do it. It's it's important games for the northeast. obviously, the derby, and then uh, to be able to, you know, to work with the radio. I think, you know, the listeners deserve to, to, to have it so I'm, I'm happy to do it and uh, I'm excited to to watch the derby and then obviously the Villa game as well that's just you know a no brainer I'm there for, for, for Borough, you know thick and thin indeed, indeed. well predictions, predictions yes predictions predictions we've got 15 go seconds Newcastle go, 2 go, 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 go. Sunderland 1 I'm okay, going Newcastle I'm going Sunderland 2 go on go on alright so I'll go Newcastle 3-0 and I'll go Burrow 1-0
4: Okay, I'm going to go Villa three nil. I'm going to go Sunderland two one. And I'm going Villa three. I'm going Villa three one. Does yeah? Well, I'm going Geordie's two nil, and uh, I think I think Villa will beat us three nil. I
1: think Newcastle. Oof. Oof, I think Newcastle three nil, and sadly, I think Villa two nil. Mmm. You're but all knows But who time.
5: knows what can happen
4: in the cup? That's the wonder <laughs> exactly. of the cup, isn't it? That was my head this morning. <laughs> the of the cup.
1: That was my head talking this morning, not my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, we're massively overrun. <laughs> <laughs> we're eating into Daz's nonsense show. Thank um, you.
2: Sorry, Daz. Yeah, we'll. Sorry, uh, right. Yeah, but, Have a good one, guys. but then,
1: you know, just make, good it, make it harder for the guys. We've got to edit the uh, repeat show together. Why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, look, if we don't speak to you, but we will. Enjoy the derby. We will speak to you. So we'll take them account. You then. All right, fellas, enjoy it. All right, have Have a good bit, boys. Bye.